0: Joe
1: Rogan podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan experience.
0: Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. And we're up, yeah, if you have to pee, that's the key to this. If You you can't talk when you have to pee, because if you do, you're, just, you're not going to, nothing's going to come out right. Yeah. You're just going to like be concentrating on like, peeing. Well, and, such a good conversation. It's like, <laughs>
2: God, I'm to pee man. So if I stop. Is it, yeah, I've learned. I've
0: learned. I've learned I just got to let it go. Is Did it... Ari really pee in the fucking. Oh, always. Huh. Yeah, he, he pees in everything. He pees in <laughs> uh, whiskey jugs. He pees in kombucha bottles. He's a psychopath. It's like my buddy AJ Hawk. He'll be doing the podcast and he's like just
2: pissing in a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> I'm like, how many of those you got up in the fucking attic? He's like,
0: well, oh, I stopped doing that. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> when Matt Sarah was fighting in the UFC, he uh, used to, you know, drink so much water that he would have to get up in the middle of the night to pee all the time. So he put like a bucket by the side of his bed. And just leaned off? Yeah, he just leaned <laughs> off and pissed in something. I think maybe he had a jug, like a one-gallon empty jug. I had a teammate who into. would piss
2: himself in practice and games and then spray a bunch of water to make it like he didn't piss himself. <laughs> what? Himself what a psycho. No.
0: That's a guy committed to winning. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was That's like, oh, hey, Max is doing it again. Max is doing it. like. Fuck! What is he? Did he, is, he let
2: you guys know he was doing it? He at one point somebody's like, "What the fuck is that? Did you piss yourself?" <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like how long have you been doing that since college? Jesus like, what Christ! What is wrong with you? He just throws water on it. They just spray it. Like takes the water and puts it in his mouth and like sprays it down. There. <laughs> like, we know Max.
0: We know. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Fucking <laughs> athletes! You have to be a fucking crazy person. Yeah, you mean. Especially, I mean, your line of work, you're you're, you're playing, like, other than fighting, it's the most dangerous game. Yeah. fighting a little more dangerous. Yeah, fighting's more dangerous. But not necessarily, you know, like, for overall impacts. The it kind of impacts— more, con- more concussions, though. In fighting? Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Just the, the sparring and training, that's the thing that people don't really take into consideration, how many times guys get hit in the head training— Depending on what gym they're from and how the gym operates, some guys, they go really hard in the gym. and it's you know. a lot of micro-concussions mm-hmm. over and over. And then if you got one, then yeah. you get another hit. Do you ever spend any time in hyperbaric chambers? Yeah. I did a that? bunch. Yeah. yeah.
2: I did a bunch for my rehab. It was it's, awesome. It helps a lot, yeah. I think so. I mean, a lot of it's, I think, anecdotal, and but I know there's research, but... It wasn't like I felt like, oh, my God, I feel fucking incredible. It's like, no, I think it's helping.
0: Everything's helping. Yeah. There was some research that was done in Israel about uh, lengthening of telomeres, where they put people on this protocol. I think it was like a 90-day protocol where they did 60 sessions in 90 days, and it showed that they, their telomere length increased, which was consistent to uh, a change in age, a biological age of 20 years. 20? Yeah, I'm gonna jump in that thing when I you're know. Home. <laughs> like, I don't know whether that I mean, I've talked to Peter at T about that. He's like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're twenty years younger. It's probably beneficial, but there's like you know, but Peter's like very hard nosed, like by the book science. He doesn't leave any room for fuckery. He was, like late. he was late on the bandwagon for peptides. He's like, I don't know. But now he's in, you Not know. Good. He's he's very willing to accept information, but he just wants to make sure that it's absolutely accurate before he talks. I respect that. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. He's rock solid. Yeah. So you are how many months out since your injury? Almost five. Yeah. We, my wife was just here, and we were talking about how we went to see your game. We set it up. We're going to go see Aaron play. He's going to be playing the Cowboys in Dallas. Let's go. We got all pumped up. and. Uh, four
2: plays later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How is it now? It feels good. It feels good. I can do everything except uh, sprint at a top speed. So um, the cool thing is, I the, I really attacked the rehab the first few months, and kind of wanted to go as hard as I could for two months to see where I was at, and also see where the team was at because my goal was to come back. Um, nobody has come back uh, really quick from that injury. Uh, most of the time, when it happens, especially during season, there's no need. Uh, to push a rehab because it happened the first week of the season. I said, you know, let's push this as hard as I can and see if I can come back in December at some point. So I kind of in my mind had circled Christmas Eve, which would have been 14 weeks post-surgery. Uh, and, yeah, I worked really, really hard. I had a great surgeon uh, who did, uh, you know, a newer process where they kind of uh, attach, uh, anchor the uh, uh, the sutures through the tendon back into your heel. So it allows you to get on your feet quicker. Um, I did a lot of, you know, uh, other things to uh, speed up the rehab. I did hyperbaric chamber, uh, work with uh, Brigham at Ways to Well, who I know know you're very good friends with and saw him on the podcast here, and he's amazing. Um, I did some stem cells, did, uh, uh, you know, full-time rehab uh, up to eight hours a day with, uh, you know, an incredible spot in L.A. and also at home doing extra stuff. Uh, My diet was rock solid. Um, A lot of bone broth uh, to increase the collagen levels, uh, to increase healing. And so I felt, you know, I felt really, really good. I made it back on the practice field um, at 11 weeks. Uh, The way the NFL works with the IR, you can uh, have a three-week window before they got to make a decision. So they designate you to return. You have three weeks before you get activated. So I was hoping we'd win those three games I could come back now. I couldn't sprint and still can't at top speed, but I felt like there's been times in my career where I played in a small circle, and could have been able to be effective. Uh, that didn't happen, uh, and so they uh, didn't activate me to the roster. I just got to practice, um, but I didn't get to play. But uh, I feel good, you know. It, it was I had a lot of things working against me, my age being the biggest one. But uh, I learned a lot about a lot more about health, uh, which I'm sure people will love to hear about.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you follow like a ways to well protocol, you can pretty radically speed up recovery for injuries, you know? Um, and w- what's interesting is that there's stuff that you can do that you didn't do because it's not allowed, which is, you know, very admirable on your part, but I would, I would have fucking done it. I would, I would have done everything. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> I would have gone the full Conor McGregor route. But um, when you do – how do they determine whether or not you're fully here? Do they do an MRI and check the tissue? And Yeah, we were doing the ultrasounds actually for a while just to see what type of blood flow we were
2: getting to the area. Um, we didn't actually do a, another MRI. If I had been uh, activated with the intent to play, I think just for safety for everybody, we probably would have done another MRI just to see the integrity, structural integrity of the tendon. Um, but really, it was about how I felt, you know, and I was able to, to do all the quarterback stuff, um, move in the pocket, um, throw, uh, step into my foot. I could actually, you know, jog to slightly faster than a jog to move and throw. Um, all things I kind of showed in practice the last few weeks of What happens
0: season. over that if you speed it up a little? Do you feel pain? Do you feel like...
2: I, so I don't have the explosion. I don't have the ability to kind of... Um, get up on my toe. The the biggest uh, hurdle was just single leg calf strength, like being able mm. to from a standing position shift my weight onto the single leg and do a heel raise. Mm. Um, that to, that's how you know you're ready to run because you run on your, your athletes play on their toes, you know. So I need to be able to to do that. Now I could get around that by subtle movements in the pocket. But there was multiple times throughout my career where I had lower leg injuries in 14 and 18, especially where I was able to play in a small circle. In 14, I ripped my calf up pretty bad and was able to kind of play in the shotgun and the pistol um, for a stretch of time and be effective. In 18, I banged my knee up on the uh, second drive of the game, uh, tore my MCL, had a, a fracture on the lateral side and was able to play uh, for a while, uh, in mostly in the shotgun until that healed up. But So I knew I could do it. I wanted to show I could play under center, which I did uh, in practice, but, um, you know, we just were out of it, so so I didn't come back.
0: Well, it seems like it's the smartest move at your age to make sure it's 100%. Like, like I've seen a lot of athletes come back, particularly from ACL injuries with fighters. They come back too soon and it pops again.
2: Yeah. i i I totally agree with that on on many levels but then there's the competitor part where i see that uh that window closing Mm -hmm. and um there's not many guys who've been who've played as long as i have there's a few obviously tom did it for a long time but you know there's kind of an age where father time is is winning and i know that you know i'm i'm on the last couple holes of my career so I'm, i'm didn't want to miss an entire season. Are you
0: thirty six now? I'm forty. Forty. Thank you though. <laughs> you Appreciate look thirty six. <laughs> what is uh? What is like the old? Is uh, Tom the oldest that people have played? I think Tom was forty five his
2: last year. There oh, was wow. there were some kickers that played that's about as long. Yeah, forty five.
0: Forty five is crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Because that's crazy. if you hear about a fighter that's forty five, you're like. You hear about a fighter in their late thirties. It's kind of like. Mm-hmm. Except know. in the the juicy days. The juicy days of the UFC. There were some guys that they competed really well. Well, there's like, still some guys in that, 30s. Are, that are late, late thirties. Yo,
2: Romero is the uh, best that's example. That's what I was going to
0: say. I mean. but he's the freak of all freaks. Dude. So they need to <laughs> study that guy in a lab. I, I think you've said that before. Yeah, uh, like, I've told the story so many times. People get annoyed if I bring it up, but I don't care. You bring it up. The UFC brought him to a doctor, and the doctor's like, "Where did you get this guy?" And they're like, "He's he's awesome, right?" And they're like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. Like." I've never seen a human being that's built like him. They said that his the tendon in his eyes were three times larger than a normal person's. His uh, eye fracture, he had an orbital fracture, was already healing by the time they were bringing him into the doctor. They're like, this guy is just a freak. By the way, his Jeez. neck is completely fused. So if you see when he runs, his neck oh, is wow. completely stiff. His neck is totally fused. And that's some shit they did in Cuba, like when he broke his neck. So he's got. This is nice, Jamie. This is you guys. This is new, huh? This whole setup. Oh. No, no, it's always been like this. It's really but, nice. I mean, he didn't even get into the UFC. I think he was like thirty six or thirty seven when he fought his first fights in the UFC, and he's still fighting at didn't a world class level. Didn't he fight when he
2: didn't he rip his knee up and and keep fighting? I don't know. I thought he had like a ligament damage and kept
0: fighting. Maybe that's somebody else. I don't know. He he's probably one of those guys that if he did, he wouldn't tell you. You know, that Cuban athletic program that he talked about, it was a fun podcast because I did it with him and Joey Diaz. So he would talk in Spanish and Joey Diaz would translate it. <laughs> but occasionally he would talk in English. But he was like, they turn you into a machine. <laughs> he was talking about the, the Cuban program. Like if you're competing for Cuba, if you're on the elite team, you eat three times a day. If you're not on the elite team, you eat twice a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sleep in better places. You have better food. And so he's like, so the competition is just intense. That one? Broken leg and KO win over Luke Rockholt. He broke his leg? Jesus Christ. Wow. He broke his leg when he won? Huh. Broke his shin, he... is that what it said? I don't know. Yeah, police broke his shin after he checked Suffering the kick. what he believes is a broken leg. Huh. I don't know. Interesting. There's yeah. some good fights coming up though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some great fights coming up. The Volkanovsky ilya Topuria fight, that's in next week. That's a big one. That's a big one. That guy, Ilya Topuria, is fucking terrifying. That guy's an animal. Yeah, but so is Volk. Oh, yeah. No, he is. But it's like for Volkanovsky, like, I really would have wished he hadn't taken that second fight yeah. with uh, Islam on such short notice. To fight a guy like that with no training on 10 days notice just seems crazy. And then to get head kicked like that, it's just like... Ooh, but then there's Robert Whitaker and Paulo yeah. Costa, Jeff Neal and Ian Machado Gary. That's a big fight, too. Those are good fights. Really. Where is it? That's in Anaheim. Mm hmm. Nice. Marab and Henry Sahuda. Are you doing Ooh, that fight? Yes, sir. I mean, it's one of the rare times I go back to that communist shithole commonly known as California. <laughs> that fucking place is so crazy. You know, you can't get these. I had a friend of mine, my friend Moshe was here the other day, and he's like, oh, you have flavored you uh, nicotine. Flavored you can't get flavored nicotine. Yep. Imagine, you can't get flavored nicotine. I think it's because of the uh, the vaping, right? They want to cut what down the vaping. What the va- fuck? What does that mean? I don't know. The, what does that mean? I'm a grown man. You're telling me that I can go buy whiskey, but I can't get flavored nicotine? Like, what are you doing? Like, they just can't wait to put more controls on people in any way, shape, or form. They're trying to outlaw internal combustion engines by 2035. No Smart new sales. Nails. Smart. Guess what, you fucks! Every time the power is like in the in the summertime, they tell people not to charge their cars because the grid's gonna go down. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do a radical upheaval of the grid in eleven years? No, you're not. I'm sure Newsom can get it done. Yeah, they're just talking. They just—it's like literally every goal is to just say the right things, check the right boxes, so people think you're green. You're green and you're all DEI'd out. And then they don't, they don't care about the infrastructure of the country. It's fucking crazy. No, they don't care at all. They,
2: they definitely don't care at all. It's, it's control. Yeah. They just want control. They want total control.
0: And, well, when you live see, in a place like this, you realize how much, A, it's control, and B, it doesn't change anything. You you're not safer yeah. when they do it like that. Like, you're better off here. Well, Texas has its own grid. Yes, that's true too. And as well. Texas provides oil to much of the country. This is a, like Texas could be its own country. And there's a, a lot of real psychos who want it to be. <laughs> yeah. You're one of them? <laughs> no, no, no. I still believe in the United States. I'm, I'm a patriot. I still believe in America. I just don't believe in politicians. And I think they have to figure out a way to extract money from politics. They have to do two things. Two things would fix a lot. They have to stop. Congress people from being able to fucking insider trade. That shit is insane. When you see the fact that these people are making one hundred and seventy thousand, oh, oh, she's great at it. She's, amazing, she's amazing at it. She's Oof. a wizard at it. But it's not just her. If you look at the chart, that's the thing about it is they all kind of keep their mouth shut because if you look at the real numbers, it's pretty much divided it's between both sides. Republicans it's and Democrats. Yeah, it's both. Both sides are doing it. But that's that's crazy. They put Martha Stewart in jail for way less. Martha Stewart, they put Martha Stewart, <laughs> America's mom, they put her in jail for insider trading. And yet these congresspeople are completely exempt from it. But and it
2: wasn't them, right? It was their significant other. I'm sure they weren't sharing any information. Some of it's them. Some of it is them.
0: Oh, yeah, it's them. Yeah. yeah. They they know what bills are going to be passed. They buy a shitload of stock and they pass these bills. And then this whatever industry is goes up and they make enormous profits. There's people that are making A hundred and fifty, hundred seventy, two hundred thousand dollars a year, and they're worth ninety million dollars. In any other business, you would be investigated. Yeah. And if you were a fucking plumber, and you were making one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year, and you were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, people would go, "What the fuck are you doing, Ted?" You know, they would crawl up your ass with a microscope. Where the fuck did you get this money? How do you know all these things? Like, where are you getting this data? How are you able to do this? Oh, you pass the laws, you pass the laws that changes the value of these companies, and then you gamble on that. That's what you're doing. Mm. You're going to jail. you're going to jail like that that should be illegal because you're going to do things to profit that are above and be that, that are ahead. You're going to put that ahead of the better good of the United States. You're going to. they all do. yeah, yeah, of course. So that's one. What's the other one? they got to take money out of politics. they got to take the, the the amount of donations that super PACs and these these special interest groups are allowed to give to these politicians and then are completely beholden to them once they get into office. They have to figure out a way to stop that. I mean, it's, it should have never been allowed in the first place. Another thing would be, be get back on the gold standard. That would be a great move, too, but that's too late.
2: But JFK was trying to do that.
0: Yeah. Silver standard. Yeah. Guess what they did to him? Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you see Bobby Kennedy out there. They won't even give him secret, secret service, service protection, which is just fucking egregious. It's so wild. They won't give him. Se- He's the only presidential candidate ever that's been denied secret service protection. Three times, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just they're so fucking corrupt. Yeah. And they're so in your face with it. And no one does anything about it. Well, you had Bobby on the, on the podcast. Yes, I did. Yeah. What do you think of him? I love him. Yeah. I, lo- I love, what, look, If forget about the vaccine stuff, which uh, like I think he's got very good points about all that stuff. It's There's real data. And if you read his book, Ugh. if you read the real Anthony Fauci, you would be sick to your stomach if you know the absolute truth. And if it sick. wasn't truth, wasn't he'd be truth, sued. he'd be sued. Yeah. He's not getting sued for a fucking reason. Um, but just that alone. But then, if you forget about the vaccine stuff, you just look at his environmental record. What he did when he was an environmental attorney, when he was suing he these companies they were yeah. yeah, I mean he yeah. fu- they cleaned up the Hudson River because of him. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. I lo- I really love him, and the things that he's been saying about what what happened during the pandemic. You know, he he had some talk that he did recently, some uh, speech, some uh, conversation he did recently that was public, where he was talking about this is we're being poisoned by food. And this is why everybody got so sick from COVID. The disparity between people who got COVID and it was just a cold versus people who got COVID and they were deadly ill is 100% what they're eating and what that does to their body and how it compromises their immune system and how it causes comorbidities like diabetes, type 2 diabetes and obesity and heart disease. This this is all a direct relationship to food.
2: But there's no money in in, uh – in healing people, you know, the chronic disease, that's, it's a huge moneymaker yeah. and it's not going to change. I was watching something the other day with, uh, with, uh, Tucker Carlson was interviewing somebody named, uh, Callie means. I don't know if you saw this, but he's talking about Ozempic. Yeah. Yes. I did see that. Yeah. We we're talking about it yesterday. But one of the big points that he made that, that people I think forget is that why are these drug companies, big pharma, um, spending so much money on advertisements during the news is not to sell their products. They don't have a problem with that. It's to control the messaging. Yes. I mean, they're fucking controlling the message. So for does, sure. So if if somebody went after that and said, hey, you're not going to be allowed to advertise on TV anymore, because I think we're one of the only countries, maybe there's one other country. New Zealand's the only other country. Okay, so there's two countries. It would be, you know, they would be attacked for anti-science or, yeah. or whatever it might be, What what RFK wants to do. Um, you know, kind of the dismantling or the reforming, uh, realigning of the CDC and the NIH and some of these alphabet companies who've been uh, lying and misleading the public for so long, he, you know, he would get absolutely slaughtered by, by the media. Why? Be, not because they actually believe that, but because who's paying them? Yes, It's those companies. So they control the message. So when when you come out and talk about you know what you used to hear yourself during COVID, or when I come out and talk about, or Dr. Peter McCullough, or Robert Malone, or insert anybody who was just trying Pierre to bring Corey. Pierre yeah. Corey—they get absolutely railroaded yeah. and censored and silenced and attacked and yeah. slandered.
0: It's—I no, mean—it's not the news; it's corporate controlled. It's completely controlled, and it's—it's it's not good for us. And the fact that people went along with it because they thought ideologically that that group of people aligned with their side, and the other side was Donald Trump and the MAGA and the vaccine deniers and all, all the craziness that they attributed to that. I mean, it's really kind of brilliant the way they've pushed this propaganda. But at the end of the day, it's not beneficial to, to the greater good of society. If the If the media was legitimate, they would be talking about one of the biggest crises that's happening in this country right now, which is a massive increase in all-cause mortality. Yeah. It's a massive increase and they're completely silent on, on it. It's like in some age groups it's a forty plus percent increase in all cause mortality, heart attacks, strokes, cancer. Gee, what what do you think happened that changed where all of a sudden there's this massive increase and it coincides with something else? Don't you think maybe they would investigate that? Wouldn't don't you think that like you would have some sort of investigative reporter that dives deep into this and gets to the bottom of it? No, they can't. Because, because they're of captured. what you said. They're they're captured. Captured. Because they're
2: captured. They're totally yeah. captured. Hundred percent. And yeah, it's just it's on money. and on and on through this whole thing. My my thing is this: is you know, all of us who've been attacked for our position. To all those people, what do you think the fucking motivation is? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, just look at my own situation. Like I lost friends, allies in the media, millions of dollars in sponsorship. Because I talked about what worked for me and my own beliefs and my own health reasons why I didn't get vaccinated. Oh,
0: by the way, you were right. Yeah. You were right. Look, you didn't need it. Look how quickly you recovered. You were fine. And same with you. Yeah. And what did they do? They changed the color of your face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They they vilified all early treatments, including a medicine that has one of the safest profiles out there that the, the, the we've talked about it the guy who invented it got a nobel, nobel prize yeah they were using it all over the world in Uttar pradesh in africa yeah. and various oh, yeah. places and that's what you do during the pandemic right you find ways to repurpose drugs yeah. for early treatments but now they couldn't do that because if there's an early treatment then they can't get the ua drugs can't that have been do this. proven
0: to have antiviral properties yeah I but mean, what's the
2: motivation for peter mccullough who
0: got vilified what's the motivation for robert malone like well, if you know Peter McCullough, Peter McCullough is like that guy has standards and morals and ethics. I mean, yeah. he is a rock solid guy. and he actually treated guy. patients too. He actually treated patients. He's also the most published doctor in history. Yeah, in his particular field of study. Like, what's what?
2: Do you, what is the the conspiracy on that about motivation. Like, what do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> what well, do
0: you get out of, of sharing what you share? Well, I didn't think anything was gonna happen. Uh, when when the, it happened with me, I knew that people were upset at me because I was hesitant to take the vaccine, but that was because two people I knew got strokes. Yeah. I wasn't initially hesitant at all. I was set up to take it. I was set up to take it by the UFC. By the UFC, yeah, yeah. I you said that. I was yeah. ready to do it. I was like, okay, shoot me up. I was gonna have them do it to me. I thought of it like a flu shot. Like, uh, if I was about to do the UFC and they said, oh, you have to take a flu shot before you go to the UFC. I'm like, all right, just take me. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And then they, they said, well, in two weeks when you're back, just come early and you come to the clinic. I said, okay, we'll do that. And then within that two weeks, it got pulled. Yeah. Luckily... You know, but it's not just those two guys. I know a lot of people now with pretty severe vaccine injuries. So and, do I. And so many people have reached out to me because of what happened to me. Celebrities that wanted to be quiet about it. You know, people that are like really hesitant about talking about it openly and publicly. But they were really scared. Like people that have like real serious problems. I have two friends that have pacemakers now.
2: Yeah, I remember yeah. you talked about that. They're like one of them in their
0: 30s, right? Yeah. He's a, a dentist. That's not fucking normal. No, it's not normal. It's not normal For at your all. heart to stop for nine seconds at a time. He's a thin, healthy, young guy. And all of a sudden, his heart starts fucking up. Why does nobody care about that? Well, everyone's scared. There's people that are scared because they took it and they're worried that they have a ticking time bomb and they want any information, any information that refutes that and that confirms that they made the right choice. Also, they did make the right choice morally and ethically when they did it. They did it because they thought they were doing the right thing. Everybody has to do it. We're going to protect everyone. If we all do this, this is going to get us out of the pandemic. because. The news media was being used by these pharmaceutical drug companies to push a very specific narrative. And they didn't do any critical thinking, they didn't step outside the box, they didn't talk to any scientists that differed. They all just stuck with whatever Fauci said, whatever the NIH said, and they also demonized people who were saying things that have been proven to be absolutely correct, like the fucking lab leak theory. If you brought up the lab leak theory, you used to get banned from YouTube. Now it's widely accepted by everyone. everyone. So was all the
2: all the conspiracies that that got people censored and kicked yeah. off. So many of them have been proven to yeah. be true. Yeah, and I agree. With you. so many people thought they were doing the right thing. They yeah. thought I'm doing my part. This is what we're supposed to do. Two yeah. weeks stop the spread. You know. To, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm full on board. We're all together. But let's look at what happened. And people are always like, "Why do you keep fucking bring up the vaccine?" For multiple reasons. But listen, this is a playbook that now we have. Right. For the
0: next time they fucking try and do this shit. Right. Don't forget about this. Well, don't forget about... talking ab- about disease, disease X, X now. What is that? When was the last time they were talking about a disease that doesn't exist, that's not affecting anybody, that's that literally there's no one sick, there's no one dying, and they're talking about how it's coming?
2: Well, just watch what Bill Gates does, because the last time he invested $50 million and. In a, in a company, yeah. he made a pretty good score, and then he pulled all his money out.
0: And then he started disparaging Dis- the effectiveness of the vaccine. After he pulled his money out, though. After he pulled his money out, and he also started saying the va- that the virus wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Yeah. Oh gee, how convenient.
2: Yeah. What happened to the flu?
0: Yeah, flu went away. Zero cases.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. I mean,
0: it is pretty crazy. But it- we
2: can't. We cannot forget
0: about what happened. No. Because this is. What they're going to do next time. Well, the big loser in in this, besides the people that lost their jobs and their businesses closed and people lost their lives, the big loser has been mainstream media because the trusted mainstream media is at an all-time low. I mean, they are laying off journalists left and right. No one wants to read the newspaper anymore. No one believes them. CNN lost all their big hosts. It's like... They lost, and they but, lost their streaming service. Yeah, well, that was that was hilarious. They dumped <laughs> money into something to get people to pay for something that no one wants for free. Yeah, and it was like Anderson Cooper's book club. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> if I was if I was a shareholder in CNN, how much? Only ten dollars a month. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you really think anybody's going to pay for CNN? Like, no. What are you offering? Nobody
2: watches now that Trump's not. No, I mean, the numbers they get are so small. That's why. You know, it's, it's platforms like this that are actually bringing the information that people want to watch. Instead of watching the fucking news, like people used to trust in you and it's six o'clock nightly news and I'm going to get this story, you know, there's no more Walter Cronkites out there. Right. It's it's it's, it's long form conversations that are actually informing people on what's going on.
0: It's that and it's people steering you to legitimate journalists that are independent. The Michael yeah. Schellenbergers, the Glenn Greenwalls, the, the people that are experts in their field, the Brett Weinsteins, the people that actually know what they're talking about. But it's just a weird landscape that we're in now that dis- didn't exist before. Where we don't, we we are absolutely sure that you can't trust the mainstream media anymore. We're absolutely sure of that. And even boomers know that now. Even the people that have been trusting the mainstream media their whole life—they're like, "Well, there definitely something's wrong." They don't know brought what it is, you but by something's wrong. Pfizer. Yeah. Oh, those those are amazing. Those <laughs> oh, compilations. <shit>. Anderson <laughs> Cooper. Brought to you by Pfizer.
2: I was yeah. watching the playoff game the other day, and it said, uh, you know, NFL football brought to you by Pfizer. I was like, yeah, I knew that.
0: Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made a lot of money, and they'd like to do that again, you know, and that's what you have to be really careful about. But what they're doing that again now with is Ozempic, and they're making a shitload of money off of this drug that essentially paralyzes your fucking stomach, it, it slows your body's ability to digest it causes a host of gastrointestinal issues for some people all sorts of weird side effects people have died taking it and they're pushing it and they're pushing it even on kids they're, it's like a primary weight loss strategy for obesity instead of dietary change instead of realizing like you got to get better the same way you got sick how'd you get sick you took a bunch of bad food you get here's how you get better eat only good food you know, see how you got fat? Exercise. You had too many calories. This is how you, you got to lose weight. So you have to have less calories in than you're burning and you got to exercise. And you got, how about start drinking water? Stop drinking soda. We, we had this chart up yesterday of uh, how many people uh, on food stamps buy soda. Like how much of food stamps is spent on soda. It's fucking crazy. It's like poor people just drinking poison, drinking sugary poison. But see, that's part of the problem too.
2: You look at not just what they pushed, you know, what they closed down during the the, the lockdowns. You know, you had uh, what was open. You had fast food restaurants open, yep. like you had fucking processed food places open. But but the food that's actually the best for you, oftentimes, is the most expensive. Yeah. So you have to find a way to, whether it's doing all out, you know, tariffs on certain, extra taxes on certain types of products, or You know, I don't know how you're going to change the farming system, uh, especially with Bill Gates being one of the biggest farm landowners there. And he's pushing, you know, insects and uh, his uh, uh, what's it called? Appeal thing that he's putting Mm -hmm. on all the all the the fruit and stuff. But the problem is, in order to eat healthier, you have to spend more money because the shitty food is the is the least expensive. What
0: scares the shit out of me is what they're doing to farmers in Europe, like the Dutch farmers. And in Ireland, they're telling farmers that they have to kill cows. Because they have too many cows and they're contributing to the the, the global warming. See
2: the guy had a, I think he was in Congress who was interviewing somebody and asking these you know climate change people about uh, how much CO two yeah. is, you know and and, and they they're don't know. way
0: off. Yeah, they're way know. off. And, and and they're making the decisions. Yeah, and they 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 literally are just it's completely ideological. The ideological battle, the demon that you're fighting is climate change, and we must do something to stop climate change. Meanwhile. India and China aren't doing a fucking thing, no. and they're contributing to most of it. Literally most of the carbon that's being released, like if you look at the amount of fucking coal plants that China has, they're opening up new ones. They have hundreds of them in construction.
2: Wasn't that the whole point of the, uh, what was it, in Paris they had some sort of- Climate accord. Yeah, and, but it wasn't taking effect, or there was different rules for other countries, yeah. but we had to adhere to something that nobody else was adhering to. It's control. But and, that's what we've been doing with the last. If you look at, I saw some some, uh, you know, something on uh, on X about like what they were telling us in the '60s, and the '70s, and the mm-hmm. '80s. The world was always going to end based on something, you know. And they, and now it's it's this climate change. We got to change the you know the way we live in
0: order for us to keep going. It's like they've been doing this for the last five decades. They would like to control the food the food system, and there's a tremendous amount of money in controlling the food system. And if they could get you to only buy their food, and they can convince you that their food is somehow or another emits less carbon and and come up with some fucking Hollywood math that shows you that this is the only way to do it and this is the way out of this.
2: Well, I just learned something uh, online that if you grow your own food, actually your carbon footprint is... Uh, much greater than uh, <laughs> I posted that on my Instagram
0: and it got fact <laughs> Instagram checked. Right, sorry. it got no fact shit. checked. Yeah, not a, I don't see the fact check, but if someone goes to my page and sees that, it says something about like p- partially true or not like listen, it's a fucking article that was in whatever newspaper it was that I saw and I was like, this is hilarious like they're t- how, how is that even crazy possible? Is that? How is it even possible that it emits more carbon? You're literally growing plants in the ground which take carbon dioxide and convert them to oxygen. Yep. That's all you're doing. You don't have any heavy machinery. You're growing your own food. So you just got a little garden, so you growing your own food don't releases really more carbon. Don't do it. I don't even know how they did the math. Like how the fuck did they even say that? I do- what does it say if you go to my page? I don't And it says it's fact-checked. I don't see a fact-check. Oh, it's definitely fact-checked. I just checked. My wife showed it to me.
1: I'm just saying, I I didn't see it. I just checked on my phone, too. I don't see
0: it. Well, maybe they took it down because people freaked out. Yeah, there it is. Five (laughs) times greater. How's it possible? (laughs) You're literally (laughs) growing something that takes oxygen and puts it out into the air. It converts carbon dioxide to oxygen through photosynthesis. That's literally what it does. It's literally what plants do. They make oxygen think
2: about that what if you didn't what if you didn't have everybody's got lawns right what if yeah. the lawn, what if you had your own fucking garden yeah like how, how different would would things be
0: yeah. well you'd be a lot fucking healthier yeah you'd be a lot healthier if you're eating stuff that doesn't have fucking all kinds of herbicides and pesticides sprayed all over it you know that when they've done these tests when they check people's blood some insane number what is it like 90 something percent of people they tested had glyphosate at detectable levels yeah and glyphosate's nuts like, it's they fucking spray that shit on everything, and it's it's crazy. That's that's really bad for you. I mean, you know who owns Monsanto, right? It's Bayer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bayer, the same people that during the Holocaust were, I mean, Brigham talked about that on my podcast, where they took these people that were in the concentration camps, they took 150 women, they tried their drugs on them, killed them, and, and we they need, said, We need more. We need more, and need they more. sent them more. So he sent them more. So that company, Bear, did that. Yeah, Bob Manzano,
2: which was taking a bunch of heat because their
0: Roundup is killing people. Yeah, yeah. It's how, uh, do, you, how do you
2: change that? I mean, that's well, you
0: need a guy like Bobby Kennedy in, in office. Yeah, but boy, they would put him in a convertible and take him through a ride through Dallas quick. I don't know. I would think at some point though, that's wouldn't that start? Well, I think at some point in time, people, people are, are waking. Get, they're yeah. waking up.
2: Yeah. To certain things. There's still the loudest group is is not the majority. I, I really don't believe it. I think there's a silent majority that's like, fuck the media. Legacy media lies nonstop. Yeah. Big pharma doesn't have our best interest in mind. Politicians are all corrupted, the majority of them. Like people are waking up, I think, slowly. It's just yeah. they're not the loudest like like I was telling a friend, I said, Who do you know in your life that spends their days? online trolling accounts commenting on posts commenting on x nobody i don't know anybody like that who'd like spends their life negative commenting but those are the
0: ones that get amplified and talked about and yeah. i'm like
2: that's not that's not a uh, the swath of the
0: population
2: that's like the majority
0: that's no, it's a very unhealthy fucking... small minority people plus a lot of them are paid yeah. there's a lot of them that are whether it's from our government or other governments much more foreign countries that are I mean, we know that's been documented that they have these internet troll farms that they're specifically designed to get people upset and rile them up and get them fighting with each other and and diminish our appreciation and our 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 respect for democracy
2: what was the quote you've talked about that uh, was what was it? 1950s. The Russian guy. Or was oh, Yuri Bezmenov. Yeah. yeah,
0: 1984. Oh, yeah. 1984. Yeah. or he, I think it was 82. But whatever it was. 84 w- sounds better because it's yeah. You know, it's perfect yeah, Orwellian. Perfect, yeah, yeah well, Yuri Bezmenov. He he explained the the subversion. He explained And it was a multi-decade decade mm-hmm. plan, right? Yeah. To
2: slowly turn the country. And
0: back then, it was, looked like nonsense. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. But now. It absolutely everything he said of the nineteen eighties has come to be true. Yeah. And the Soviet Union has done it. They did it to, <laughs> they did it to us. They they fucking injected the universities with Marxism. What
2: do you think is gonna happen with this uh if Tucker really did interview Putin?
0: I, I think he did. Yeah, he's I've over there.
1: A tweet where tweet said something like why I did. I it's be not be out it.
0: though. But right? what's crazy the is the way CNN is already trying to spin it. Like, you know, that Tucker carl you know, Putin's biggest fan. Tucker Carlson a fan of Russia. You know, they're trying to oh. sp- They they there's they, M-
2: McCarthyism tactics.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's over there. He interviewed with President oh, okay, yeah. Vladimir Putin. Do you know that um he said that the NSA or the CIA, whoever it was, got into his, his signal, signal account. That was scary because yeah, that's supposed to be encrypted. Yeah, but nothing's encrypted anymore. I I don't think there's a goddamn thing that you could do on your phone, unless you have some wacky fucking crazy operating system that you know maybe only fucking Jeff Bezos knows. You know I don't I, I don't think you can VPN right that helps. I don't think you can. I don't I don't I think with Pegasus. The way it was explained to me by Gavin De Becker, who's a securities yeah. expert, he's he's, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, Gavin said that the first Pegasus, which they got, uh, that's how they got all uh, Bezos' dick pics and all that shit, all the letters to his girlfriend that apparently her brother was doing something to try to blackmail Bezos. It's because he got a hold of it somehow or another. Those that was Jesus. through Pegasus. Pegasus won. he got a WhatsApp link supposedly from MBS from Saudi Arabia. And he got this WhatsApp link. He clicks on the link, and that puts Pegasus on his phone, and now they have full access to your phone. He said with Pegasus 2, all they need is your number. They have your phone number. They can see everything. What? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how it works. So I don't know how they would be able to access your Signal account. I don't understand that. I've had the guy who created Signal here, and, you know, he seemed to think it was pretty rock solid, but that was back then. You know, it's like they're always one step ahead of this. And before we know about it, there has to be some whistleblower that comes out and says, hey, the NSA can do this now.
2: Ed Snowden tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest problem with, with the kind of a counter argument to that where uh-huh. a, a common sentiment is, well, I don't care. I have nothing to hide. It's like you're missing the fucking point. The yeah. point is that there should be some freedom of privacy. Yeah. To not have to have fucking people looking at your shit yeah and i don't not- care you have nothing to fucking hide this country was founded as a constitutional republic to protect personal freedoms and i shouldn't have to worry about somebody fucking in my shit all the time
0: well that's one of the things that they did that was very insidious after 9-11 because after 9-11 they passed the patriot act and they the had that NDAA. thing dialed up right yeah on. oh they had it ready because they had tried to push that before and nobody wanted it and then when 9-11 came around, they just rolled all those all of those bills, everything that they wanted to do. They just chucked it into the Patriot Act. And then the Patriot Act II, which is even more draconian. And now all that stuff's in, in place. Indefinite in de- detention like for people that aren't tried for anything. They can just keep you in jail forever. I mean, look what they're doing with Julian Assange. I mean, Julian Assange, like, he's not really tried with a crime. Like w- The crime was surprise sex. Like, that's what they were trying to get him. Like, they said that he is ha- he was having sex with a woman, and then without her knowing it, he didn't have the condom on. It's There weren't—no one was saying, and then she didn't want to press charges. Like, I don't know what the extent of that case is now or what they're going after him for now, but that was what they were initially trying to get him on.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, what, what's, his, what's his ultimate crime?
0: His ultimate crime is, is he, letting people know that— What the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, there's a lot of—well, there was also that— the collateral murder video, the people had a really hard time with that where they gunned down those uh, reporters. And then you could hear the soldier saying, yeah, you shouldn't have had kids there when they're shooting up that van. Like, yeah, the whole thing is very, very difficult to watch. And it's one of the cold, hard realities of the, the evil that is war. And, you know, you're seeing that right now. What's going on in Gaza? You're seeing the same fucking thing. You know, it's just that's what war is. And there's people that will justify that all day long and saying they shouldn't have done this. And, you know, that's how it goes. But, man, if you live in Gaza, what the fuck do you do? Like, you didn't do anything. You just got the wrong roll of the dice and you're you're stuck in this place that's controlled by Hamas with abject poverty and no sanitation. and, And now it's getting bombed into oblivion. I mean, the videos, when you see what Gaza looked like and what it looks like now, it's fucking insane. And they're not stopping. No. They're, they're not stopping they're just going to keep bombing it into oblivion
2: some of that has to change i mean like there has to be something that turn i don't know what it is Animals. i mean I, yeah it might be Might be the only thing it might be i mean that's it's interesting to see how much has changed you know in that over the last i don't know 15 years just how people can talk about it now without being called crazy yeah there's, there's some disclosure Hmm. um I actually went back the other day. I was watching an old, uh, uh, I think it was from twenty eighteen or nineteen, when you had Bob Lazar and Jeremy on, mm-hmm. and I mean he's been talking about this forever. Yeah, um, but like what what's going to happen with that? There's got to be something. You know, there's been conspiracies about Project Blue Beam, uh, and there's obviously a lot of these dumbs around the country where there's interesting technologies and stuff. But I got to think that something. I think this is going to be a crazy year. I think something, especially if, oh, if it gets crazier. down to it yeah. and it looks like uh, the Trump wave is going to, you know, because they can't roll out Weekend at Bernie's and expect him to to uh, be able to debate or actually carry a conversation.
0: That's the plan. I think the plan is you wait until it becomes extremely obvious that Biden can't do it, and then they pull him out. And I think they probably put in Gavin Newsom. That's what I think. He's hated, though. In California. Yeah, but there's enough zombies out there that'll just blue no matter who, and he's our guy. They don't care. They're like, no one could have had, California's just, the population's too high, and it's like, what are you going to do? And they'll come up with some sort of a reason, and he'll move a little bit towards the middle. He'll do some common sense things and get people to go, all right, I like that, and that'll be enough. Well, wow. any these, the Anyone but Trump people. You know, but look at the fucking view. Whoopi Goldberg saying that he's gonna. You might be poor, and you might be saying, "Well, maybe Donald Trump Trump be better for the guy." He's gonna put you in camps. Did you see her saying that? No, but I'm not surprised. Put you in camps. Nobody watches that. Who watches that show? Crazy old ladies. (laughs) Crazy old ladies
2: are at home right, right now. But instead of like, if you look at the this two party system and go, "Who's the lesser of the two evils?" I would say. How about let's fuck the two-party system and yeah. let's have some more options. And one of them, in my opinion, is RFK, who's phenomenal.
0: Well, they kept him off the ballot. They did They did a phenomenal job of making sure that he wasn't in the primaries the same way they were going to do it with Bernie Sanders.
2: That's why he went independent. Yeah. But get him in a
0: debate. Yeah. Why do we have to wait till fucking September for a debate? Well, how about the fact that he won't debate, nor will Biden? No one's debating. This is the first time we've ever had a presidential election— where neither the incumbent nor the main guy on the opposition is So Trump said he's not going to debate? He's not
2: debating anybody. Why? He'd mop the floor with- He doesn't
0: with... have to. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So he's like, fuck you. I'm not debating. And also because they keep trying him. They keep bringing him into court. They keep well, There's all these cases that they keep bringing up. They just lawsuit into oblivion. You know, it's the whole thing but is it, it wild. it just
2: emboldens his
0: followers, though. Yeah, it does. It has the exact opposite effect. I mean, it's a similar sort of playbook in in a lot of ways to what they did during the pandemic, where the more they attack him, the more people are like, what the fuck is true? Yeah. Because I don't believe you guys anymore. And when you're going after him, I kind of think that you're just doing this because you don't want him to win. And that's banana republic shit. When you're prosecuting your political opponents, specifically because you don't want your political opponents to be able to make it to the vote, that's... Banana Republic shit. That's, that's, but that's
2: what we're living in. Yeah. We have a, a captured media system. We have a captured uh, medicine system. Yeah. We have- Education system. Captured education system. Yeah. like, And we're Team America World Police with bases all over the world. It's every country on the southern and and the eastern border of Russia.
0: What I'm hoping is, one of the things that's happened over the last few years specifically is the deterioration of the trust of media because of the access to information that people have now where it's just undeniable at a certain point in time they have to admit certain things like lab leak theory they have to admit certain things they're, they're avoiding like the plague this all-cause mortality increase but enough people are aware of it enough people know people that have been vaccine injured enough people know people that have died enough people know young people that have had heart attacks where it's there's enough suspicion and there's enough pause where people are reconsidering and then there's been this silent shift to the center of people that were like radically left, friends of mine that I yeah. had yeah. in California that were fucking so left, far left, and now they're like ready to vote Republican. They're literally ready to vote Republican because they don't want this anymore because they see where this is going. My hope is that with AI, And with even more access to information, because the the information just streams and it moves on and innovation moves on no matter what we do, that it's going to get to a point where lying is virtually impossible. And I think that's where this kind of emergent technology leads us to, unless some other superpower gets a hold of it before we do. But don't you think one of
2: the... I agree with you 100%. I would just say with AI, haven't we seen enough examples already of some hardwired coding of information that is like a little bit woke?
0: Yeah, we have. We have, but then there's Grok, which is uh, Elon's AI, which is the opposite of that. Is it? I haven't seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't used it either, but the idea is that it's supposedly the antidote to that. I think there's enough people that don't want that. And it just, as time goes on, look, even the fucking New York Times wrote a major story about detransitioners. So people that were convinced at an early age that they were trans and now they're detransitioning and their lives are ruined. Their body's ruined. They can't have children anymore. They lost their breasts. They lost their penis. It's in fucking sanity. They, just, took, they yeah. just had a, an eight-year-old kid that was taken away from his father because the, the father doesn't want the boy to be on hormone blockers and the mother does. It was happening in Canada for a while. Now, oh, yeah. I've seen some, some cases in the States, which is – this is what Jordan Peterson was warning people about in 2016 when I first met him. Yeah. And everybody was like, why do you care about what's happening in colleges? This is just a fringe things that are happening in colleges. I'm like, Those people are going to graduate and they're going to enter into the workforce. And it's a new mentality that exists. It's not a f- objective reality mentality. It's an ideologically based mentality that's going to change the world at large unless we stop it in its tracks. Like they're not looking at reality. The fucking detransitioner thing, the fact that it's in the New York Times is big. But do you know why? I mean, there's a whole story that somebody wrote about it. It's because of trial lawyers. Everyone's going to get sued. And it's going to be a big fucking problem because you've thousands of people that have unfortunately given into this. Kids are extremely malleable, they're extremely easy to manipulate, they're extremely easy to influence. We've always known this. It's one of the reasons why you don't let children get tattoos. It's one of the reasons why you don't let children join the military. It's one of the ch- reasons why you don't let children have children. It's one of the reasons why we have ages of consent, because we know that they're not young enough, they're not, or they're, they're not smart enough, they're not old enough to make their own decisions. They can mani- be manipulated. So if they can be manipulated that way, why the fuck would we think they can't be manipulated by this emerging market, which is gender care? This gender-affirming care. Have you ever seen the map of, like, gender care from 2007 versus 2022? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I saw it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you, Jamie, so you could take a look at it. But it's fucking bananas. It's a business. My friend, who is a doctor, told me that his friend, who is a plastic surgeon, who moved into gender transition care, he told me the difference between what that person gets paid for an arthroscopic surgery versus what they get paid for gender transition. I forget what the number was for orthoscopic surgery, but for the gender transition, he gets $70,000 every time he does this. And he goes, and this guy is raking it in. He's doing them all week. It's it's it's, so scary. It's the, you know, the cure to all that ails for a lot of people. They think, oh, well, this is what's going to fix me. I'm fucked up. Why am I fucked up? What's wrong with me? What's my problem? Oh, I'm really a girl. Or, oh, I'm really a boy.
2: And, you know, kids want to be they don't want to be an outsider. They want, you know, exactly the, 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 the it's kind of in vogue to be non-binary or whatever. the.
0: 30 percent of kids today recognize themselves either as trans, gay, bi or non-binary. 30 percent. Now Look at this. Yeah. The pediatric gender clinics in 2007, there was two. One was in Virginia and one, it looks like it was in Massachusetts. And now look at them. They're all over the country. And this is in 2022. I mean, that's, that's crazy. The idea that this is just, they're recognizing there's a problem that didn't exist, that existed all the time but wasn't being treated. That's nuts. That doesn't make sense, especially when you're talking about children. They're fucking kids. Yeah, they're kids. They're kids. And you, there's a thing called Munchausen's by proxy, yeah. you know, where women, sick women, will make their children ill. They will do it on purpose so that they get attention for their children. There's been women out there, evil, crazy people that have poisoned their children. Yeah, I've seen a couple of the documentaries about it. It's nuts. Yeah, It's a psychological disorder, just like gender dysphoria. It's a psychological disorder. It's always been listed as a psychological disorder. And now in 2024, everyone who is a man who thinks he's a woman is brave and amazing. No one's sick. So you're allowing people that are absolutely perverts and sex offenders to go into women's locker rooms with a hard-on, and no one can say anything. And if you say something, they will protest your business and shut you down. There's no room for any nuance. There's no room for someone to say, hey, listen, for some people, there's clearly this thing in them that makes them feel like they're in the wrong body. And if we are compassionate and if we are kind— we would want that person to be able to express themselves in any way they they want that makes them feel better, that helps everybody. But also, there's perverts. But also, there's people that if they find out all they have to do is pretend they're a woman and they can go in the women's locker room and watch women change, they'll do that too. You see, I'm sure you've seen the guy in Canada, the yeah. 50-year-old man that identifies as a 15-year-old girl yeah. and got to change in the young girl's locker room and got to compete with these young girls. It's Utter, complete insanity. Psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, you're 50. You're not yeah. 15. Period. Period. That's, that's fucking, that's not negotiable. Yeah. You know, you, are, you live a certain amount of time, period. You can't say I identify as a baby and then wear diapers and have everybody take care of you. That's fucking crazy. But the fact that they're letting that, we are one step away from minor attracted persons being something that everybody's cool with. Because that's also on the agenda. And every now and then they sneak that out there. Every now and then you'll see it in universities, see people talking about it. We have these, this is this one maligned group that has no support, minor attracted persons. Yeah. It's sick. It's sick. It's sick. It's It's sick. And the rest of the world is fucking laughing at us. Yeah. They're laughing at how crazy, especially Russia. They think it's hilarious. They're laughing at how ridiculous. I bet you
2: Putin's probably going to say something about that in this interview. I hope he does. Yeah.
0: And he would be right.
2: I just don't—I I, I don't know why they're just so hell-bent on going after the kids. Obviously, there's— I think it's money. There's
0: huge money in it. I think it's money, and it's also the, the waving the flag of woke, you know? I mean, it's just—it's it's crazy. It's really weird. But it's you've, really you've had
2: people on here talk about the development of the brain, right? And, yes. And, and it, it's all the way to what?
0: 25? 25 for men. You, yeah. Young women develop earlier. They 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 get their shit together quicker, but we know that in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about men. We don't get it. I mean, yeah, so I, wow. I, I think back to the time when I was 21. Yeah, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah. Just pumped up full of hormones and just driving too fast and doing stupid shit. Yeah, that's why they get young men to go to war. They yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the kids alone. Leave the fucking kids alone. Especially, you know, what's really hilarious, there's this guy that interviewed uh, all these people and said, uh, do you believe that um, it's okay to encourage young people to transition, all these blue-haired people, like, yes, I do, to Catholicism? And they're like, <laughs> No. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And they were doing the same thing with t- tattoos. Do you think 12 year old is too too young to get a tattoo? Yeah, they don't know any better. But what about change their gender? Yes, they know. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just ideology, man. It's just like, it's, you might as well be a Scientologist. You might as well be a Mooney. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same sort of religious-like thinking that exists in all sorts of groups of people that we call cults. But we don't want to call these hardcore leftists, we don't, we don't want to call it a cult. But Mark Andreessen had a really good analysis of it on the podcast where he said it has everything that every cult has. It has strict adherence to the rules. It has excommunication when you, you, when you, you get kicked out, how they, they fucking go after you. And it's devastating socially. It's like all the same things that Scientology does. All the same things that a lot of other cults do. But we don't want to look at it as a cult because you you see the rainbow flag, you see the LBG. What is the two, the I, the A, and the plus? What's the I? I don't know. Some of them are asexual. I think they should stay the fuck out of it. If you're asexual, <laughs> stay out of it. If you say you're asexual, good. That's fine. That's what I believe it. I believe there's some people that are asexual. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. You're not in a malign group. Nobody's fucking going after asexuals. Nobody like nobody's discriminates against asexuals. So if they're in there, is that the A? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off, asexuals. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Okay, what's the two? Two-spirit. Oh, like foxkin. Oh. Yeah, that's me, bro. I got, I'm a wolf spirit. I know. I, know oh, some. I think
1: two-spirit has to do with Native Americans.
0: Oh, um, okay. I think. Oh, look at the, the LBGTQ it's flag. It, 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 it pulsates. It pulsates, yeah. Nice. Does any other flag pulsate? I don't think so. Oh, two-spirit. Yeah. Uh, A modern pan-Indian umbrella used by some indigenous North Americans to describe native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third-general ceremonial um, and social role in their cultures. Yeah, but that's also – that's what the Lakotas had. So the Lakota recognized transgender people as someone who is a revered member of society because they understood both men and women. You know, like they also had something called the Hayoka, which was a sacred clown. They had this one guy who made fun make fun of everything. Because if you couldn't make fun of things, they were bullshit. Right. And so they that's the way they would test things. You get mad they're making fun of that? Oh, that's <laughs> bullshit. You're bullshit, you know? Like if someone made fun of you for being really good at football, you'd be like, okay, yeah, you can't make fun of that. Yeah. Like, what do you, say all you want, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know, you're Aaron Rodgers. You're really fucking good at football. Like if someone makes fun of that, it, but if someone made fun of you know, your mustache, and you're like, hey, man, fuck off. Like, oh, you got a problem with that mustache. You, you, you think that mustache is stupid. Yeah. And so that's how they would test things in their culture that were bullshit. But that's why we need, we
2: need comedy yes. to be able to – I mean, that's what I've loved about South Park for so many years. Just they're how, the tip
0: of the spear. Yeah, just how they're able to like go, hey, yeah. society,
2: what the fuck are we doing?
0: Like, they, they're the best – they are no. they are a national treasure. They really are. They no matter what, they can get away with it. They go so hard in the paint. I know, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where would we be without South Park? Oh. I mean, where would we be without South Park for real? God damn. And how about the Simpsons? How about the Simpsons keep fucking predicting calling it?
2: everything?
0: They predicted the Apple Vision Pro. There's an old Simpsons episode where people are walking around with those goggles and they're falling into manholes and now you're seeing people out there in the street swiping things and moving away and wearing these goggles on the street. I can't believe they got Trump on the escalator though.
2: That to me is one of the craziest ones. When they got him wa- riding the escalator down like he did in that one moment where I think he had just oh, declared yeah. declared for the presidency and he kind of rode this elevator down.
0: Yeah, how did the and Simpsons had do that? that? Do you th- this is what I think. Time traveler? I don't think time traveler. But I think that if you're so this into one right here. here, it is. Yeah. Look at this. They, they literally had Trump waving. It's the same photo. It's so crazy. God, that's so nuts. Oh wait a minute. People think the Simpsons predicted Trump's Trump's win, but it's what? What does that say, Jamie, on the right hand side? What are they saying? It's not true. It's not true. Viral image claiming the show. Scroll back up called the 2016 electoral map has nothing to do with Trump. The claim the Simpsons not only foresaw Donald Trump's run for president, but also predicted which states he'd carry, making the rounds as well. The claim is wrong. Oh,
1: they're just saying they claimed too much, I, I would believe, but that picture...
0: But the picture is they had Trump yeah, coming yeah, down the escalator far, and he right? was going down the escalator and he did wave his right hand. I mean, like <clears throat> The thing is, it's the same image. Like No matter what, the fact that he did that and they pre- predicted it I feel like some people, if you're intensely creative, and clearly those guys are, if you're constantly, you have your thumb on the pulse of satire and culture and where things are headed, I think you can see things. I think you get whispers from the muse. I think the, the universe sends you messages. There's like like there's been talk about that with the uh, in uh, diana Pasolka's book um american cosmic the the uh, the first jamie book, just I he was gave me the that. wreck before yeah he got here. He was about she's it. fascinating i'm gonna read that yeah but in that book she they, the one of the things that they go into is 2001 and the monolith like that these these alien the whatever that is that brings this monolith to these uh p- primitive primates and they see this thing, and this thing sort of represents where they're going to and what the future is. It's kind of, it's, I mean, some, in the book, they theorize whether or not that's a, a television or it's a screen or it's a cell phone, but it's a, this something that's pulling us towards it. And that Kubrick recognized that. But Kubrick was a fucking genius, like a real scary genius. Like, he would do complex mathematics in his spare time. And all of his movies were encoded with all this weird, like, Easter eggy stuff. Like, The Shining. Shining with the the shirt. It's all about the moon landing. Yeah. Even the, the amount of miles to the moon is the exact same number as the room that was haunted. The kid wearing the NASA shirt. Yep. Like, there's so many things that people connect with the moon landing. And then the ultimate conspiracy theory was that Eyes Kubrick faked the moon landing. Oh, that, yeah. That's the best one. I love that one. That's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I like that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Eyes Wide Shut's pretty. Oh pretty my crazy God. movie. That is pretty crazy. Because yeah. back when Eyes Wide Shut first came out, everybody's like, well, that's not real. And then you hear about Epstein's Island, you're like, maybe it was. Maybe there are parties like well, that. Well, there's a
2: cons- conspiracy that he was killed because of that movie. Really? You know about this? So supposedly he showed the movie to the executives, and they wanted him to take out 15 minutes of the movie. Everybody got kicked out of the theater. I mean, again, I don't. I'll
0: probably get fact-checked on this, but. And then a few days Where later, where'd you read this? Was it on Reddit? Uh, <laughs> let's see. It. Come on. Here it is. Kubrick died of a heart attack six days after showing the final cut of Eyes Wide Shut to Warner Brothers, making it the final film he directed. He reportedly considered his greatest contribution to the art of cinema. Wow. But I suppose he got into a yelling match with the executives about some of the stuff mm. that was in it. Was he murdered because of Eyes Wide Shut? But what was what was so egregious about that film that they would murder him, though? I mean, exposing too much... Sex cults, yeah. I don't trust core. I don't trust any right. fact-checking organizations so, you know, a weird anymore. Of things at the bottom. The oh, the yeah. Five that's days later, I mean, that's yeah, People get nutty uh, with that. I stuff. guess a little crazy. Yeah,
2: but that's a crazy movie. The fact that he did, you know, yeah, he kind of showed some of that stuff. There's weird stuff, like at the end of the movie too, when those two guys and come get they come and get uh, their daughter and stuff. There's
0: a yeah. lot of weird stuff. Well, that weird stuff it used to be so easy to dismiss. But now, you know, it's the Alex Jones was right meme. Like, can you realize how many times that guy's been right? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, how is he so good at predicting all these things that are happening? Because the guy's balls deep in it all day long. Yeah. You could call him right now. It's like, I'm doing the documents. I'm reading the research right now. This is sick. This is what they're doing. This is the plan. <laughs> I talk to him all the time. We text each other. Every time something's crazy, I'll text him. Like, what is this? And he'll send me all these fucking documents. He's talking about, uh, I saw something he said the other
2: day about, you know, you got to have your shit ready in case they yeah turn the, turn the power off, turn the water off, do something like well, that. Well, there's
0: a lot of people that think that, including me. Because if I was a foreign government and I wanted to cripple America, I would kill the power grid. We'd go feral in two weeks. It would be chaos in two weeks. As soon as people don't have water and food. And their children are starving people go crazy they start eating dogs they start shooting deer in their neighborhood and then that runs out and then they, they realize they don't know how to keep food good you know when it's uh, hot out they don't know how to get water they don't know how to treat water it could get real bad real quick we are not self-sufficient even remotely there's a small pockets of human beings in this country that are self-sufficient but if you had to guess how many people could survive off-grid if everything went haywire it's like one percent which is probably what happens when there's a massive catastrophe, when some, some sort of a global catastrophic event, like a super volcano or something along those lines. Another younger, yeah. driest. Situation. Yeah, it's probably yeah. 1% of the people survive. It's probably what happened back then, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I've always said is the reason why, if you go back, look at like ancient Egypt, look at how insanely sophisticated they were. And if you subscribe to the Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson's uh, Perspective which I do which is that at one point in time there was an incredibly sophisticated society probably more sophisticated Than we are that lived in Africa in Egypt and that those people were probably in a different Different direction but far more advanced than we are today and then they were wiped out and then go after that so if you're talking about eleven thousand years ago, eleven thousand eight hundred years ago, when they got wiped out, and it just you know we're down to like one percent of the population, think about what history looks like when you go back four thousand years, three thousand. It's fucking barbarians, yeah. Just the most horrible instances of brutality and murder and chaos, and what Genghis Khan did, and what the the Mongols did, and what. I mean, the, the pirates and the crusades and all the fucking horrible shit that people did back then. Because those were the descendants of the people that were so barbaric that they survived. Those are the descendants of the 1% that made it through that catastrophe. And you had to be fucking horrible to do that. Yeah. You probably had to be horrible. You're probably killing your neighbors, probably eating people. I mean, what percentage of our population, if you go back 10,000 years ago, were cannibals? It's probably pretty high. 50. It's probably pretty high. Which you had to do what you got to do. We know what happens to the Donner Party. We know what happens to people that get stuck on a boat. They're off at sea and one guy dies. They just start eating them. Yeah, we the, know that. The movie Alive. Yeah, but it's like always happens. Yeah. It always happens. I and want to
2: ask you a question about what you just said, but I need to take a piss.
0: Oh, okay. Let's piss. Kay. We'll be right back, folks. Okay. And we're back. Marshall, come say hi. Come here, pal. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come here, pal. Come say hi to everybody. You want to be on camera? Come on. Yes, sir. Come <laughs> Hello, buddy. Hello, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? You get sad when we're not here. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Is, um, Jamie, did we Carl figure that out? You, Jamie? Yeah.
2: Oh, crap, okay, bro. Mm-hmm. You want to get Carl on camera?
0: Sure. Marshall looks at Carl as an attention thief. He's like, that guy's going to steal my <laughs> attention. <laughs>
1: Was the question we were looking at, though. Sorry, I had something else. Planned.
0: Oh, we're going to look up whatever this fucking thing means under the Carl Schwab, Klaus Schwab uh, photograph. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know that wacky photograph that we have out there? It has something in Latin underneath it. I'm going to send it to you. Okay, I sent it. He's standing at that podium dressed like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. They're so out in the open with it. Yeah. It almost makes you feel like you're being punked.
1: Yeah. Uh So it's like,
0: I'll look it up. Later. Does this have something with virtue and science? Trust the science. Yeah, trust, trust the <laughs> science.
1: Okay. He, he, he
0: yeah, you see the thing that he said recently? We will no longer have to have elections because we can predict the results.
1: Knowledge is the virtue of talent.
0: Oh. Huh.
1: Direct translation, though, what translation they're using could be a little different.
0: Knowledge is the virtue of talent. Hmm. That's a fucking cone. That's like the sound of one hand clapping. Uh, here's what I found out. Uh, college motto of uh, Kaunas University of Technology in Lithuania. The act of honoring or something else. Hmm. hmm. Okay. That fucking dude though. When he was – literally he was talking to one of the Google guys and he was saying that with these uh, – th- the ability to predict things that we'll no longer need elections. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, awesome. how convenient. Why don't we just let you and the WF or no. the UN just how tell us who's
2: going to be in charge?
0: That The fact that that is a place where people go by private jet. So they fly in these jets to tell everybody that they gotta stop pumping out carbon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Love it. Keep it up, man. But that's honestly, but that's the waking up is this yeah. the hypocrisy is everywhere. Yeah. It's you everywhere. fucking people who are telling us cut your carbon footprint, don't grow your own food, eat fucking insects, stop eating meat.
0: Yeah. It's like you don't you're not adhering to any of this shit. No, of course not. They were serving meat at the WEF. Yeah. When people went there. Yeah.
2: What I want to ask you before, because I'm fascinated by Egypt, is when you had Randall and Graham on, Randall alluded to uh, technologies that I've actually done some research, even though you shouldn't do your own research. Um, I've I've done some research on uh, and thought about how they move those fucking stones. And there's a Mm -hmm. lot of... People with uh, theories about uh, using uh, frequency, yeah, to be able to move the stones. And Randall mentioned on that podcast that he'd been working with a company for like seven years, yeah, and that there was technology about to come out. There was actually somebody who did something similar in Florida, I believe, built a structure.
0: Oh, the Coral Gables, yeah, yeah. the Coral Castle. Right?
2: Has anything come from that? Do you know? Is no, that... no. Um, I mean, because they still can't. I mean, they talk about you know slave labor or. Log rolling, but these mega ton, you know, stones that were used to build the pyramids, like what they say, how it was moved, and the time it would have taken, and the manpower, to me, is complete bullshit.
0: It's I, also how far they had to take them through yeah, the mountains, where the quarries no, no were, no machinery. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like it's so immense and so incredible that it's it's there as a reminder. That something, something was different. But I don't that think there's a, there's ancient technology like that that could yeah. have been used? I'm, I'm I'm sure of it. You know, I'm sure they had something because they do find things that are indicative of drills, diamond, diamond tip drills, because yeah. they've cored, yeah. in a way that had to be insanely high speed diamond tip drills that cored stuff into that granite. we can barely do. Barely today. do, yeah, yeah. And then it's the just the sheer mass. I mean, the amount of stones, two million three hundred thousand stones in the Great Pyramid. And, you know, they're, they're perfectly aligned, to true north, south, east, and west. It's just the whole thing about the quarries being hundreds of miles away, the whole thing is nuts. It's not primitive people. It's super advanced people that did that. And it's super advanced people that lived in a society that's very different than what we think of as existed 10,000-plus years ago.
2: Well, speaking of the super advanced um, society, what do you think about, have you looked into uh, the Tartarian Stuff I uh, at all? I
0: was watching a video today about it. Yeah, it's. A lot I think of that's kooks. pretty fascinating, though. Yeah, it is fascinating that there was an advanced society, but there's also a lot of kooks, a lot of kooks involved in that. But yeah, I think and that everything, if I was... though, and I think that's, that's
2: some yeah. of the maybe some of that's controlled to keep people from exactly looking at some of that stuff. But if sure. you look at the world, the World's Fair of mm-hmm. the early 1900s, there's some really weird shit around that, like about what? the structures that they built over them. They were supposed to take down in mm-hmm. some of these cities. About some of the technologies that were used in some of the uh, the architecture and how some of that architecture isn't standard with uh, many of the other buildings of the same era. What they were doing on top with free energy, possibly on some of these buildings. Hmm. It's pretty wild stuff.
0: So, like free energy, like Tesla, what would Tesla Like they were
2: able to uh, extract energy from the atmosphere um, that uh, electricity for. For everybody. I think they had, uh, and you can maybe bring something up, Jamie, but they had, I believe they had mercury in these, uh, was it copper um, kind of balls on top of the buildings, and they, were, they figured out a way to extract um, energy just from the, uh, from the air. And, really? Yeah.
0: So where did you read this? Just online.
2: <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of interesting comments about it.
0: A lot of nuttiness. Marshall, get out of there, there's, buddy.
2: There's a lot. I think there's a shred of truth in much He went much over there it. and stole Carl's toy. <laughs> you little thief. How dare you, buddy? Jamie, going to back me up on some of this I'm Tartarian? Like, yeah, he's going to try to find it.
0: On. Is there like a really good, reliable source of Tartaria information? I haven't. Uh, I mean, wouldn't Graham be, be one? Has he... I don't know if he's into that. So what is the theory? The theory is that even more recently... That there was more there recent... Was, yeah uh, an, an advanced stream... The theory is there
2: was there was an advanced uh, civilization that had certain technologies and that some of the recent history is bullshit and that yes. the World's Fair built mm-hmm. structures over the do, top do, of do, these...
1: Well, some of the World's Fair stuff can be explained I, by like uh, like Universal Studios style. Like it's, right. it was just facades right. to look, but they were covering certain buildings because were, people were coming to see stuff. That's just some of Q The it, QAnon on the of Q-anon architecture. Of
2: course. <laughs> <laughs> is, anytime you want to describe uh, something, just
0: put fucking QAnon. Or on. MAGA. QAnon or MAGA. Those yeah. are great. Oh. 1908, artist, uh, architect er- Ernest Flagg completed the Singer Building in Lower Manhattan, a bow arts showstopper made for the Singer Sewing Machine Company from a wide-based... A slender 27-story tower, rose topped with a mansard roof and a delicate lantern spire. Every inch dripped with sumptuous detail inside and out, vaulted roofs, marble columns with bronze trim, uh, window mullions with spiral. I don't even know what a mullion is. With spiral fluting, the lobby was said to have a celestial radiance, a book written about its construction. For a year, it was the tallest building in the world. at 612 feet and a celebrated landmark for decades after that, but not too much longer, despite its great height. The pencil-thin tower lacked office space in the 1960s. The company sold it. its ornate headquarters. Demolition proceeded in 1967. It's the tallest building to ever be peacefully demolished. Peacefully? Interesting. By any account, it's a fantastical tale. Once the tallest building in the world, and a New York City icon, knocked down in just a handful of decades. It's like the part of the bottom here. That, that Adherence to the theory of
2: belief. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. So you need to find something about uh, about the top of these
0: buildings, what they had. I- Tartaria Rises. Tartarian-themed content is produced for YouTube videos that get picked over uh, over on Reddit. <laughs> our, co- oh, uh, our Tartarian Architecture sub, which began in 2018, December, has 3,300 members, Though not everyone who posts in comments appears to be a true believer. A larger and more general sub that appeared around the same time, R. Tartaria, has 8,700 members. As conspiracy theories go, Tartaria remains obscure. Twitter user Cinema Shoebox brought it to many people's attention last year with this thread. A pseudoscience debunking writer, Brian Dunning. Oh, I remember Brian. Remember that guy? (laughs) Recently, devoted an episode of his podcast Step- Skeptoid to the Tartaria story, which appears to have emerged in 2016 and 2017. Tartaria story.
2: This is where, yeah, yeah then, saying, then they tie in the, yeah. the He's explaining the a lot of stuff and but, stuff. But
1: um, I want to find the energy stuff that he was asking. About.
2: Yeah, I just think the the architecture is
0: pretty fascinating. Some of these I'll scroll back up. Big scroll. I just
1: you went a little too fast there.
0: Um, yeah, this guy wrote slightly more. I think it was one worldwide civilization, says Joachim Skar, a 26-year-old Norwegian who runs a Tartarian Meltdown YouTube channel. <laughs> it was all based on unity, oneness, peace, love, and harmony. Okay. Which we don't see in today's society. Well, that is very utopian. Uh, sure, I'd love to believe that that was the case. It's an interesting interesting idea. Well, there was probably some technology that got squashed because uh, competitors um, didn't want people to use it. I mean, that's the whole theory about the electric or uh, the water car. Remember that one guy oh, yeah. that created the water-based car, and then he he got whacked. Yep, <laughs> he yelled out, "They poisoned me!" Ran out of the restaurant and died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was an oil company and I was evil, and some fuckhead came along and developed a car that runs on tap water, I'd be like, "What?"
2: Wasn't there a guy that in guy. Buffalo as well who was? Uh Part of that shooting, who had developed a technology, really to to uh, for clean drinking water. He was a part of what shooting? There was a uh, supposed random shooting that happened in Buffalo. He was I believe.
0: A, what? So what technology? And he created
2: some sort of uh, filtration system to provide clean drinking water. Jamie, I need some backing on this. I you don't
0: it <laughs> uh, I vaguely remember this. These are so fun. It. Wacky conspiracies are th- so fun. They're they so fun. Whenever I talk to Sam Tripoli, I just have a big smile on my face. Sam Sam's the master of these things. But He's there's the first too, one to this, introduce me to Tartaria. There's too many that um, you know, like the guy, the water uh, the water car. Like the that. water cars a wild one. Because where's that technology? Like what happened with that? How come nobody nobody figured that out? But I believe there was one before that too, like in the uh early 1900s as well. Well, they did have steam-powered engines. Steam-powered yeah. engines have always existed, and essentially those run on water, right? But I think they... I think... If I want to say they were powered by coal, if I remember correctly, like the coal, and then the coal b- boiled the water and the steam, I don't remember, though. But if, if that happens... Like, there was a documentary that existed in... Oh, God, it was like the 90s or the early 2000s called Who Killed the Electric Car? Do you remember that? hmm Yeah, well, now, my right, buddy. Now the electric car is everywhere. So, like, some technologies you can't keep down. But if it wasn't for Elon Musk, how long would it take before we figured out an electric car? You know? I mean, Elon was a part of Tesla early on, and Tesla's been around. I mean, I remember the first time I saw a Tesla, God, I feel like it, it was, like, early 2000s. I think Bill Maher was probably the first one that I saw driving one of those. He had one that said, fuck OPEC, I think was his, uh, (laughs) I think that was his license plate. I think that was Bill. I know there was definitely a Tesla that was around LA. Bill's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, one of the rare um, liberals that pushes back and gets attacked for it. Pushes back on some of the crazy nonsense and- I think he, the, he's able to just call things what
2: yeah. they are. He's able I think them, at least. Yeah, but yeah. We're able to we're so in the in our bubble of identity politics where if you're on one side you got mm-hmm. to only puppet, you know, yeah. specific narratives where he's kind of like, no, I don't know if this doesn't make sense to me. So. Well, he's
0: at the, his heart, he's a comic. Yeah. And comics generally, especially good ones, generally resist these cultural trends toward ideological thinking. Cuz they're like, wait a minute. That's why, like, the woke comedians are all terrible because, like, to adhere to that ideology, like, without any change at all, without any pushback at all, it's preposterous. And to be a comedian, you're always pushing back. You're pushing back on everything, all the societal norms, all the things that are taboo, all the things that are bizarre that you can't discuss. Comedians are always bringing up the things that people are talking about that they don't have a seat, buddy. But we need that. We need that inside. Otherwise— it's the Heoka. Yeah. It's the sacred clown of society, and it's, it's, they're the only ones that are allowed to do that. Between them and the Simpsons, and you know, there's a, a few people that are allowed to, you know, publish literature that's in that in that direction. But for the most part, most people are scared. Most people don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be exiled from their communities. They don't want to be out of their friend group. Like you were saying about just the vaccine, just a simple medical decision would alienate a va. I mean, there's a lot of people that I'd lost friends with, the same as you. I'm just not friends with them anymore. Yeah. They attacked me during the pandemic, and a lot of them I've seen since then. They've apologized, and I forgive them, but I'm never going to trust you again if the shit goes sideways, you know? You're, you fold. You fold too quick. You're not a critical thinker. You're not someone who goes, hey, maybe this isn't all what I'm being told. And if you don't know the history of Fauci, and if you don't know the history of the NIH, please... Read Read. Robert Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Please read it, even if you think Robert Kennedy's a kook. Because, by the way, I did. I used to think he was this anti-vax kook because I was – and I I apologized to him when I first met him and I had him on the podcast. I told him, I go, I have to be honest with you. When I first heard of you, all I had heard was the narrative, the narrative that they have so successfully spun that he is this anti-science, anti-whatever you know, conspiracy theorist that is you know, the embarrassment of the Kennedy family. And that's, that was the narrative. Oh, this crazy guy. And then all these people that I trust that are brilliant, like one of, one of my friends has a PhD, he's a genius. He's like, you must read this book. I'm like, really? And he goes, just please read the book, just for the facts. Because regardless of what you think about that guy, read the book. So I was like two paragraphs in before I called him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> is this shit real? Yeah. <laughs> How much of this is real? Well, he hasn't got sued. Yeah, he hasn't got sued. And then you got to read Dissolving Illusions. Uh, yes, I read that as well. That's a mind blower, right? Wow. That's a mind blower. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the... Aaron Salter Jr. was killed by a mass shooter because he was working on creating a water-powered car engine. Oh, that's this what he the was the
1: PolitiFact fact check on it. What's very interesting in this is it that It says it's, false. Well, so it says that. Right. But then <laughs> I was reading through it. It's saying that there's no truth that he was killed because of that work, which I don't know how you would know that. It but says he, it was, working that he was working on a water powered car.
0: It's yeah. true that Salter was working on a water powered, uh, working to power That's vehicles with water. water but there's no evidence that work made him a target in a mass shooting. Could be just a coincidence.
1: Yeah, he was working as a security guard at that grocery store, but mm. there's a video from. A couple of months before where he's showing his work on a car like this is a racially motivated hate crime though
0: right I mean didn't the guy admit that it was a racially motivated hate oh, crime was he know. black was the guy who got killed black as well or did this guy kill everybody that was at the grocery store I, and it was racially that, motivated
1: I don't, I don't know the details of the shooting off the top
0: um, yeah again it's, it's just interesting it's all yeah, interesting it's, well there's also Manchurian candidates like, if you go back to the MK Ultra days and you go back to— Well, you to, think those have stopped? I do not think they have stopped. No. no. I think
1: they've become much more sophisticated 11 were black, two or white of the 13 people that were shot. And
0: his name is Marcus
1: D. Morrison? That uh, No, no, no. I was looking oh. up the people to find out who exactly was the one, and it was this guy, Aaron Salter. Aaron Salter. Salter. So
0: get a photograph of Aaron Salter. Let's I, think, find he's, out he's, he's I a, think he's a black man.
1: That's who I was talking about with this. Yeah.
0: Right, but I mean, is is there a photo of him where we can find out if he's black or white? No, he is black, yeah. He is black, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are... Look, mind control experiments have been documented. They've existed since the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s. MKUltra, a great example of that. I bring it up all the time, but it's an amazing book. Tom O'Neill's book, Chaos, on the Manson family murders. The Manson family murders were almost absolutely a CIA operation that went sideways what they did was they got that guy they got him when he was in prison Jolly West visited him in prison and it seems like they coached him on mind control using LSD it was well known that he would give them LSD and not take it himself and he was coercing them convincing them hypnotizing them fucking with their mind and getting them to commit murders and they kept letting Manson out every time they caught him. And the, the sheriffs that would let him out would say, it's above my pay grade. They were told to let him out. So he had violated parole multiple times. He had been connected to murders, and they still kept letting him out. They wanted him out there because that was how they were going to discredit the anti-war movement. There's the same thing that they did with the Sweeping Psychedelics acts of 1970. The reason why they did it wasn't because psychedelics were a real problem. It was because it was a great way to target civil rights activists. It was a great way to target the Black Panthers. It was a great way to target any anti-war people because those people were all involved with psychedelic drugs. So you would cut their supply off, arrest the people that were involved in it, find them, get them, prosecute them, make things that people had used since the beginning of time, like psilocybin, turn them into Schedule 1, Terrible drugs that are a scourge of humanity. Meanwhile, you're pushing Vicodins and Valiums and, and fucking Oxy. antidepressants and Oxys and all, all the shit that we know is not Schedule 1 that's out there right now on the streets. And that's real. So if we know that they did that, they operated the Haight-Ashbury Clinic in the 1960s, which, by the way, my wife's mom used to go to. That you met today? Yeah. She, um, she was a hippie in the 1960s. I knew I liked her. And she lived in <laughs> Haight-Ashbury, <laughs> and she used to go to the Haight-Ashbury Clinic, which was run by the CIA. Wow. They fucking ran a clinic. They ran a, fl- a free clinic, and Manson was a regular visitor to that place, and this is these are the same people that also ran Operation Midnight Climax, where they ran brothels, and they would give the Johns, they would come in to mingle with the prostitutes, they'd give them LSD and study them through two-way mirrors. Wow. This is, a fucking, this is our government. Our government was like running all kinds of wild studies on human beings and how to manipulate them and how to use psychedelic drugs, specifically LSD, to influence their mind. Also, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski was a part of that program that was out of Harvard. He was one of those people that got dosed up with LSD, and they did all sorts of horrific psychological tests on him and studies and all these weird experiments where they would humiliate him and torture him. And then the guy went on to decide that technology was going to be the end of mankind, and he needed to kill all the people that were creating technology. Meanwhile, he's probably right. He was probably right. On acid, he probably saw where all this technology is going. Oh, my God. If we keep going, this would be the end of the human race. It'll take us over, and it'll be our demise, and I have to stop this. You know, he's obviously fucking insane, but also, obviously, a part of a mind control experiment gone terribly wrong or terribly right. Yeah, it started
2: out of, you know, what they did in Operation Paperclip. Yeah, yeah. When they— Figured out the what Nazis. the hell they were doing over there. Yeah, and gave them a lot of them government jobs, high-paying jobs, the, OSS, the head of NASA. Turn, Yeah, turning into the CIA and yeah. Alan Dulles mm-hmm. working his backdoor stuff with Prescott Bush into the CIA. Yeah, getting fired by JFK. Very interesting connections. Yeah, all the way down.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there's a dark history really dark history to these organizations of what they've done and the amount of manipulation that they were successful at it's pretty pretty and, wild and stuff still do and have to still be doing it why would they abandon something that's so successful after he shot lee harvey oswald jack ruby's psychosis was diagnosed by the same cia doctor who had once killed an elephant with psychedelics that's uh jolly west lewis Jollyon west uh, figure equally infamous for allegedly killing an elephant with LSD and for his work in L- MK Ultra, The Central Intelligence Agency's infamous interrogation, hypnosis, and mind control program. An analysis of available documents from the CIA's declassified archives and the recovered MKUltra file shows not only did West want to continue his work with the agency during the period he was treating Ruby, the, the university he researched at thought that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, he went to visit Jack Ruby in the hospital, and Jack Ruby freaked out and was saying that they were killing Jews and you know, Satan was here and he was hiding under the bed. Like, he went nuts. And there was no indication that before that meeting that he was ever in some sort of a fragile psychic state or some sort of a fragile mental condition where he would just go nuts like that. Like, this was just all after Jolly West visited him. Of course, Jolly West dosed him up. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't I mean how did they even convince him to go shoot Lee Harvey Oswald like that? And how did how did no one check people for guns? How did they wheel out this guy who's probably the the most important defendant in the history of well,
2: they changed the formation walking out. Mm-hmm. And they probably allowed him to enter through the loading dock cuz he was yeah, juiced in with some of the people and the
0: you know, we have that photo out here too. Yep. It's in the hallway. That's a good shot. Yeah. You yeah. walk in, there's Jack Ruby getting shot. Or Lee Harvey Oswald getting shot by Jack Ruby.
2: Well, that, I mean, that whole thing is, is wild. I mean, it's so it just goes so fucking deep.
0: It goes so deep. And you're seeing it right now with Trump. Why the fuck haven't they released the files? Why haven't they released any of the files? Why, why is all the COVID information kept for 75 years? Why is that stuff locked up forever?
2: <laughs> What's, Why does nobody give a fuck about that?
0: <laughs> it's not that they don't give a fuck. There's too much. There's too much to pay attention to. There's climate change. There's UFOs. There's Ukraine. There's Hamas. There's uh terrorists. I think we just sent some more border. money. We just sent some more money, I think. That's what it is. To Ukraine. Yeah. The bo- Meanwhile, this border bill that they just they're trying to pass, 80% of the money does not go to the border. Yeah. What a great idea, guys. It's not like there's a crisis of Good people job, coming guys. in. We have no idea who these people are.
2: What is the whole bullshit about uh, <laughs> wanting to cut the uh, cut the fucking fence? And the, I don't know. And Abbott's
0: sending the you know the. I don't know, but here's some more some more bullshit. A lot of this is it seems like it's manufactured on both sides. Because um, there was a gentleman who went down to the border and said, all all 'all y'all talking about how there's a fucking fight about the holes in the border, let me show you how many holes in the border there are. Like, what they're talking about is blocking this one thing. You can go a half a mile this way and there's an open door. Half a mile this way, there's another open door. He's like, it's wide open. All they would have to do is go further down that way. So it's just a fucking talking point just to sting the one side. I would imagine... That it is a, a great point of contention that is used as a political b- volleyball. And they're just knocking it over the fence back and forth towards each other.
2: But the real problem is, like, wasn't there a guy that's on a terrorist watch list that's yeah. on,
0: that, that, that they had yeah. that said, you'll know who I am? Yeah. Not just one. That was one guy. But they've caught guys. They've and, caught guys that have, that have like, come
2: through. And there's a lot of, like, you know, those, like, of age, mm-hmm. you know, military age. Right, but you can dismiss some
0: of that because those are the people that they send because those are the young people that can get jobs that can send money back home to people that are deeply impoverished. Yeah. I, I and look, I get it, man, and I think you probably are the same way. If you were living in Guatemala on a dirt floor and yeah. they told you that if you go to America, they give you free food and they put you up at the Roosevelt mm-hmm. Hotel in New York City. Give you a thousand dollar credit card. And if you beat up cops, they let you go. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. <laughs> they beat the shit out of two cops and they no bail, just right out. And you see him walking out? Yeah, giving the two bucks. Yeah. Giving the double fingers to the camera. Yeah, the whole thing is wild. And it's almost like there's a, a an engineered decision. Like it's a decision to destroy so much of what makes America great. Well, there's
2: one individual who's worked pretty damn hard at that. George Soros.
0: Oh, yeah. He's a fascinating character. He spent Fascinating. millions of dollars. Billions. Billions, billions of dollars.
2: Billions of dollars. On local elections.
0: Yeah. On local DAs, including the DA in um, in Austin.
2: Yeah. I mean, California, that's a big problem. They, people yeah. are, you know, theft, crazy theft, and mm-hmm. getting let out the same day. They committing yeah. crimes, getting let out. There's no prosecution. There's no nothing.
0: Yeah, and it seems to be a decision, a conscious decision to destroy things. And uh, I don't know what the end game is. I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, well destabilization yeah i, would I mean imagine. i think
2: that's like a deep conspiracy about the deep state and the mm-hmm. cabal and people pulling the strings yeah but i think that's it you know that's why if there is a way that rfk could get elected you know to me that's that's where the hope starts that things can get yeah. can change and get better
0: but is it even possible is there a real path for an independent to become the president well if, if because the trumpers are not going to vote for rfk The Trumpers are going to vote for Trump, and that's a giant percentage of the population that is not really hip to what RFK is talking about, and they like him over Biden, but they don't like him over Trump, and Trump is their man. Trump is the guy that's been in there before. He understands how it works. When you you see what he was doing in terms of the economy was doing much better, we weren't involved in all these world conflicts, You know whether whether you like him, like Chamath from uh, Facebook, what was this guy's name? How do you say his name again? brilliant guy who was doing this thing was saying the right message but the wrong messenger like Trump's policies were good but coming from him nobody wanted to listen to it but the things that he was talking about with deregulation things he was talking about in terms of um, dealing with international conflicts and he was right he was right about how to handle ISIS he was right about a lot of these things but the people that believe in him they're not going to vote for anybody else. They're all in on Trump, and they think. Yeah, but what if it's Weekend at Bernie's, Nikki Haley, and RFK Jr. RFK Jr. Well, if that happens, RFK's got a chance. If that happens, but there's a lot of dummies out there that they think that Nikki Haley's the solution. No, and she's not. No, there are a lot, and I've seen a lot of like left wing pundits that are talking up Nikki Haley. Well, they don't want Trump. That's no, right. they don't want Trump. But also, they went to
2: New Hampshire and voted in the primary yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fucking
0: wild, man. It's just politics
2: is it's like you said. I mean, you, unless you take the money out, yeah. We're fucked. It's we're a two-party system. Yeah. It's going to be the same bullshit. You can't I don't know why. Tell me why election day isn't a national holiday. Mhm. And why is it uh racist to say you have to have some form of identification?
0: Yeah. It doesn't make any why sense. Why can't you
2: have a day? It's a fucking national holiday. Everybody go vote, we're gonna tally it up on the same day. We have some faith in the voting machines. You know, unless you're a veteran overseas, there's no mail-in ballots, or unless you're, you know, you can't, you're, you're bedridden to some extent.
0: Jamie, I'm gonna send you something that's hilarious. I love memes. They're the best. Memes are my favorite thing of all time. But this one, I saw this one, it made me laugh so hard. Was it from Tom? No, 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 this one wasn't from Tom. This one's just from randomly from the internet, but it's so perfect. Don't let Trump cheat. Demand voter ID and paper ballots. (laughs) 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 Don't let Trump cheat. It's so funny. The internet is so funny. They're so funny. It's undefeated. Oh, my God. They're so good. They're so good. We need them. God damn it. We need them. Thank God they exist. Thank God that they weren't able to fucking put a, a stop to that. They weren't weren't able to put a stop to people just talking shit and and posting and doing whatever they want. Shit they posting. They tried. They yeah. tried. Yeah. I don't think they ever saw this coming, though. I think when they when they first rolled out the internet in the late '80s, early '90s, I think they had no fucking idea what this was going to be. If they did, they would have stopped it right away.
2: Don't you think that's interesting when you look back at like um, the idea of an Atlantis society, Atlantean society, or even um, you know this silliness about the Tartarian? When there was a point where there wasn't technology, yep. right? and as it starts to filter in, you have decisions to be made on which direction to go, and we seemed to take all of our technology into the form of uh, business and profits. Mm-hmm. What about a society that would take it in a different direction? You know, I think a lot about uh, about Tesla, right, and the and the inventions that he had and mm-hmm. and his idea about um, about a society. And there's been some interesting comments about the type of uh, society we would live in uh, had some of his inventions. And you know, the rivalry between him and Edison, um, but like a society that isn't driven strictly on profits and
0: advancement. Um, The problem is innovation requires dedication and ambition. And oftentimes dedication and ambition is driven by profits.
2: I understand. And competition has never, it's always been a part of things, but... But how many times in the history of this world? Because as Graham talks about, there could be hundreds of thousands of of years in multi Younger Dryas yeah. events. You know, how many times did we get to this point? You know, was was there other societies that they weren't strictly motivated by profits and you know advancement and competition in the form of division that
0: actually Figure the shit out. Well, that would we if you had a time machine, if you could exist in like a, a like a bulletproof proof sphere that was invisible to all the people around you and just observe a time. I would want to observe Egypt in its prime. Same. I just would go. What did? What were you guys doing? What were they doing? Like, what was it like? I need one of these jellyfish UAPs that <laughs> and go back. <laughs> that one is the least interesting to me. How come? I just don't, I'm not interested in it. It just doesn't seem like anything. It's flying around. It just goes in the water, comes out of the water. Like, okay. Like, so what? Which ones do you like? I like the ones that move off at insane rates of speed and that, like the tic tac one. The tic tac one, I was watching this documentary on it uh, the other day, and um, they were saying that, that the footage was released because it wasn't supposed to be released. Someone recorded it, someone recorded the FLIR footage. Off of it, and, yeah. Yeah, and someone released it. And if it wasn't for that video footage that people have tried to debunk and they try to come up but whatever the fuck that thing is, it's showing no visible means of propulsion. It moves off at an insane rate of speed. It's documented on radar. It's documented by eyewitness accounts from multiple jets. It's documented by the the instrumentation that's in the jets. They saw this thing. They know that this thing is operating in some way that we have no idea. How to do that using conventional propulsion methods and they said that this it's a much longer video that the they got Was only a small piece of it and that there's actually much more of it that the government has Whatever the fuck that thing is like That to me those are the kind of UFOs I'm fascinated by something that can go from above 50,000 feet above sea level to 50 feet in less than a second Like what is that? What is that? Is that ours? Do we Is that why it's always near military bases? Is that why it's over in San Diego off the coast of the Nimitz where the Nimitz was, was at? Is that why it's over in the East Coast where they have restricted airspace? Is that why these things are always in these places? Is it ours? I mean, if I had some sort of a super sophisticated drone technology that is above and beyond what we think of in terms of what's technologically available today. I would say it's UFOs too. I would say, you know, we've uh, out of this world craft.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but don't you some of that um is reverse engineered stuff? Could be, right? That's what Bob It could be. Says. Yeah.
0: Or there could be a branch of physics, this is what Eric Weinstein has theorized, and the way he talks about it, it's it's quite brilliant, and he talks about this one particular college in New York, one particular university that has an insane physics department and it's also connected to this hedge fund that does like Bernie Madoff numbers that like don't seem to make sense but so that would be a great way to m- get money for these things and that you have this insane physics department so you have these people they if you talk like that's one of the things that Diana Pasalko talked about in her book about the people that are documented that are involved in these crash retrieval programs and supposedly involved in these back engineering programs the the amount of secrecy and their adherence to secrecy is spectacular, and this idea that people can't keep secrets—the fuck they can't. Yeah, people could be keep secrets. They, what, do you,
2: what do you what do you think is the ultimate uh, reason for that? Because there's a lot of ideas on why they can't release. it. Because like Roswell, and there's been a number of different types of Roswells, mm-hmm. which whether that was ETS that we interacted with, whether there's some sort of alliance between other, you know. Uh, Alien extraterrestrial racism. What do you think is the major fear around not
0: releasing that? Well, I think there's a bunch of fears. First of all, someone has got to be held responsible for misallocation of funds. So let's say that you have defense spending, you have some private company, which is, uh, by the way, which they all think it's private companies that are involved in defense companies that are involved in this research like the lockheed martin yeah, which yeah. are much better at keeping secrets right you know than the the government is and that if you have a misallocation of funds and you've lied to congress like someone goes to jail for that you could we're talking about laundering essentially could be hundreds of millions if not billions and billions of dollars over decades So who made these decisions? Did they make the decisions? Did Congress not know about it? So if they didn't know about it, they're going to want to know about it. And if they find out that you've been lying to them all this time, well, guess what? You're going to jail. So who's going to jail? Who misallocated funds? Where did the funds go? Was any of that funds filtered? Did anybody get wildly rich during this time? Was there some skimming like we think is going on in Ukraine? Was there, you know, when you have a shitload of money- But who went to jail
2: when uh, Rumsfeld said on September 10th of 2001, there's $2 trillion missing? Yeah. Unaccounted for? Nobody. Nobody. Well, they they
0: couldn't account for, right? Is an interesting way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Well, also- uh, Okay, so yeah. The the Pentagon fails its audit every year.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's crazy. But they just hired all those IRS agents to to go after everybody. Anybody
0: who spends more than 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, no, I th- yeah, I mean, there's there's also conversations around how it uh, can uh, fuck with uh, religion, you know, mm-hmm. and the uh, you know the ideologies that so many people have and the belief systems. If there's, you know, say there is extraterrestrial life, and you know, how many planets in the galaxy have we found now that could sustain life, yeah. even in a close proximity to us?
0: Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, But Diana Posolka's work, what what they're talking about is not even necessarily something from another planet, perhaps something from another planet, but maybe something – no, maybe something that's from another dimension, maybe something that's hyper-advanced that has the ability to access us. And can come and go as it pleases, can go in and out.
2: So it's basically here all the time. We just can't see it because it's multidimensional. Yes. It's fifth dimension. It's something.
0: Yeah. And then also, I mean, some. again, this is what Bob Lazar talked about when he was on the show. He said, if you had brought a nuclear reactor to you know, the 1400s yeah. and showed it to people, it'd be indistinguishable from magic. They'd be like, what the fuck is that? This yeah. is sorcery. This is crazy. But now it's just normal. As time goes on, a million years, two million years from now, if somehow or another there's intelligent beings that have uh, continued this evolution of technology and innovation, they're going to get to a place where it's they, they have the ability to do things that are unfathomable. You, you can't even imagine it. Your, your mind is not capable of it because you don't have a point of reference. You don't have context. There's not uh, pre-existing technology that leads you to make a logical bridge towards this potential. That's so it's not the words like the yeah.
2: you know they talk about some of the stories in the ancient texts and the Bible they mm-hmm. you know they don't have the words to explain yeah. like what a spaceship is it's like no it's like a chariot in
0: the sky Ezekiel yeah when you pull up the the, the the description that Ezekiel had of the wheel within a wheel my God it sounds like a UFO yeah you know and what. A lot of people, I would like to talk to Tucker Carlson about this, because Tucker Carlson has this belief too. He has talked to people about this and he thinks, he thinks it's, that it's always been here and that it's a part of existence and that this is a part of these biblical stories of angels and devils. And that's what they're really talking about. They're talking about yeah. these interdimensional beings and the darkest, the darkest theory is one that Lazar talked about he said, something that they talked to him about when he was working on these back engineered crafts is that what they use us as is vessels for that. We are souls. We, we hold souls and that this is essentially a farm and this is how they, we do, they develop souls through us and that what our soul is. I mean, if you had to imagine what our soul is, is some force, something that they farm here with us. When we die, it transcends and becomes whatever they are in whatever space they exist in. That's what Bob said. This is he's talking about it. That this is one of the crazier stories that has to do with religion that's attached to the UFO phenomenon. And, Diana and Tucker's Baselka, talked about the yes. demonic. Yeah. Part about,
2: yeah. What did Diana say?
0: Well, this is what these some of these people think is that these things have always been here and they are a part of our history and that this idea that they're coming here on these metal crafts from another planet is not necessarily the whole picture, that it might be some of that because we do that. Like we send drones to Mars. If we get to the point where we have artificial intelligence or I should say uh, created intelligence, digital intelligence that exists in some sort of a physical form that we can use in a physical craft that doesn't have the biological limitations of tissue, need oxygen, and all the things that would prevent us from being able to travel in deep space. You could send this thing out into the cosmos, and this thing behaves like a life form. I mean, we're essentially on our way to doing that. We have a rover that's moving around on Mars right now as we speak. So what is Ezekiel's... Okay. Okay. I looked, I saw an immense dust storm coming from the north, an immense cloud with lightning flashing from it, a huge ball of fire glowing like bronze. Within the fire were what looked like four creatures, vibrant with life. Each had the form of a human being, but each also had four faces and four wings. Their their legs were sturdy and straight as columns, but their feet were hooved like those of a calf, sparkled with the fire like burnished bronze. On all four sides, under their wings, they had human hands. All four had both faces and wings, with the wings touching one another. They had neither one way nor the other. They went straight forward. They turned neither one way nor the other. They went straight forward. Their faces looked like this in front, a human face, on the right side, the face of a lion, on the left, the face of an ox, and in the back, the face of an eagle. So much for the faces. The wings were spread out with the tips of one pair touching the creature on either side. The other pair of wings covered its body. Each creature went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit went, they went. They didn't turn as they want. The four creatures looked like blazing fire or like fiery torches. Tongues of fire shot back and forth between the creatures. And out of the fire, bolts of lightning. The creatures flashed back and forth like strikes of lightning. As I watched the four creatures, I saw something that looked like a wheel on the ground beside each of the four-faced creatures. This is what the wheels looked like. They were identical wheels, sparkling like diamonds in the sun. They looked like they were wheels within wheels, like a gyroscope. I mean, that sounds like if you're living thousands of years ago, and by the way, you tell this story forever before it ever gets written down. I mean, there's a thousand years of oral tradition of speaking these stories before these things get written down. They went in any one of four directions they faced, but straight, not veering off. The rims were immense, circled with eyes. When the living creatures went, the wheels went. When the living creatures lifted off, the wheels lifted off. Wherever the spirit went, they went, the wheels sticking right with them. For the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels." When the creatures went, the wheels went. When the creatures stopped, the wheels stopped. When the creatures lifted off, the wheels lifted off because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. One of the things that Lazar had said, is, there's no instrumentation inside these things. That they're they're piloting them with their minds. Mm. Well, think about what they're saying. I mean, what are you saying? When the creatures lifted off, the wheels lifted off because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Over the heads of the living creatures was something like a dome, shimmering like a sky full of cut glass, (laughs) vaulted over their heads. Under the dome, one set of wings was extended toward the others, with another wings covering their bodies. When they moved, I heard their wings. It was like the roar of a great waterfall, like the voice of the strong god, like the noise of a battlefield. When they stopped, they folded their wings. I mean, goddamn, man. That sounds like... That's a UFO. Yeah, it sounds like a UFO. UAP. That yeah. sounds like some fucking insane vision that's beyond comprehension that happens to people that live in a prehistoric civilization. That's probably how you would describe it. Yeah. And especially if you're telling the story over and over again, it's passed down generation to generation. And then someone writes it down in ancient Hebrew or in Aramaic. And then it has to get translated into Latin and into Greek and then eventually to English. I mean, the whole thing is nuts. And the Vimanas, the 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 ancient Hindu texts that talk about them. There's and the hieroglyphs, so
2: too. Yeah. There's a ton, of, a ton of examples of that.
0: Yeah. It's likely that they've always been here. And it might be connected somehow or another to our minds. The mind which produces psychedelic chemicals might also be a gateway to other dimensions. Whatever you experience when you experience dimethyltryptamine, which we know is produced by the brain, which is the key component of ayahuasca, you experience entities. You experience exactly what they're talking about there. Yeah. So what is that? Is that? Do we just dismiss that as hallucination?
2: No, I think we legalize it and promote it and encourage people to <laughs> do it. And then the aliens come.
0: <laughs> and and, then, they and come. then we realize they've been here all along. I think they've probably been here all along. I think they're probably here right now. They're just not here, here. They're just not here, here, yeah. but they're part of this. Yeah, I agree. We just have a very limited ability to see. Do you think they're benevolent? Probably not, no. No, I don't think so. I think, I think progress requires a lot of chaos. I think human beings in particular, innovative, creative creatures, have to have something to battle against to become their better selves. We find that in human beings. And I think we've probably, it's probably a, a, a universal rule as far as how progress gets perpetrated. It, pro- it probably gets created through battle. And not just like battle like war. I mean like battle like conflict, like competition. Like it seems to be that's the, the key driver of innovation in our world is this sort of competition with each other which is a, a form of conflict in a lot of ways. You know, you're you're battling the other competitors to see who can push each other the furthest and get to the greatest, the greatest discovery quickest. There's got to be
2: some benevolent races, though, if there's
0: multiple races of... Perhaps, but perhaps benevolence is just like our desire for ultimate peace. We have this like ridiculous idea that, you know, like you can have good with no evil. And there's no real evidence for that. No, I agree. There's no real evidence in, as far as human society... There's been utopian groups of people that have figured it out for short periods of time. But you know, there's there's circumstances that lead to utopian groups of primates. You know, Robert Sapolsky discovered this group of orangutans that um, had, or excuse me, baboons that had been uh, eating out of garbage that was uh, in a resort. And the, the alpha males, the most vicious, got to eat the food first. Well this then food was poisoned. Then they wiped them out, right, or something? Yeah, they were poisoned. Yeah. So the only ones that survived were the beta males. And the beta males created, like, this, like, really kind of peaceful society, and it lasted for a long time. So we got to wipe out the alpha males. The meek (laughs) will inherit the earth. I mean, that might be with all this fucking LBGTIQA, but that's not true necessarily because they're they're not peaceful. Like Antifa and all those people, they're some of the most violent, you know, counterculture groups that we've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I don't know about the make inherit in the earth. I think that might be taken quite yeah. out
0: of context. But it's sort of like kind of what's going on with the creators of technology. I mean, think about who's controlling the narrative in this world. The narrative is essentially being controlled other than by X. You know, because Elon is essentially throwing a monkey wrench into the gears of wherever all this stuff was going. It was all adhering to a very specific ideology. There was no real, like, no real prevalent right wing online technological creation like a google or a facebook or a youtube or a twitter or all these things instagram all these things are controlled by leftists every single one of them and they tend to be the most feminized the least masculine the least at least uh, outwardly aggressive you know they promote things like toxic masculinity and they they demonize what's you know character characteristics of masculine behavior
2: yeah, it's they're
0: the meek that's, that's yeah i mean they're kind of the meek right they're the nerds and the nerds are the ones that create this kind of technology and they're the ones that are in control of this technology
2: that's not sustainable
0: Well, it's definitely not because China's not that way, you know, and they're ruthless. And if they get control of the same type of technology, we will see the same sort of results that they have in their society, which is a centralized digital currency. Social credit score. Exactly. And then we're fucked. That's... How do you feel talking about all this stuff, being this prominent public figure who's a revered athlete you know, like Less revered now. Well, not really. Not when you kick ass. They let all that shit go. All that COVID <laughs> they, shit they let go as soon as you got back on the COVID field. I was COVID MVP. I was a two-time yeah. MVP during COVID. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. They had to shut the fuck up when yeah. it comes down to the performance. Yeah. You know. And then over time, I think a lot of people that demonized you, especially the fans, they realized you were right.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't think all of them will entirely admit that. But, right.
0: Um, In the back of their head, they know you weren't nearly as nutty as they thought you were. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think as more research comes out, there's more papers published in very reputable scientific um, publications that talk about, you know, all the things that I I was, kind of stopping for and talking about. I think in the end, there's a you, you're on a decision. You you stand for something, you stand courageously for what you believe in, or the opposite side of that is uh, either saying nothing or being a coward, and. I wasn't willing to do that. Now, say whatever you want about the way I went about doing it. Um in the end, I made a decision that was best for me, and I'm going to continue talking about this stuff because it's important to me. And I don't want uh the memories to be lost. I don't want what I went through to get uh, brushed over. Um and also, I don't give a fuck. You know, I've I've been able to make a ton of money playing a sport that I'm really good at. And I'm thankful for that uh I have a platform. some people want you to just shut up and be throw a football, and that's fine but um, I think there has to be certain voices of reason and many people say I'm an idiot i don't have I'm not smart I got attacked for my intelligence levels, which is an interesting uh, angle to attack me on. There's a lot of things you can say about me, but um that's that's an interesting uh, angle to to go but in the end um I believe that what I did and what I stand for. Uh, is uh, is a tough position to be in. But I think it's important responsibility to continue to speak up and use my voice um, to give other people the permission to stand up as well because there's a lot of people that believe a lot of the things that I believe in that don't have the opportunity to do it, don't have the courage to do it, don't have the platform to do it in. And I feel like I can speak for some of those people and hold a line for some of those people, regardless of what kind of crosshairs that's put, that puts me in with certain media members. You know, they want to shut me down on being on Mac Fee. They want to shut me up from... Uh, well, that was the Kimmel thing, right? Well, that no. That, Did even you ever talk to that, that dude? Have you ever talked to him?
0: I've been on the show yeah? years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, do, do, would you ever have a conversation with him in person? Of course. Yeah, yeah. of course.
2: Yeah. I mean... They wanted me on, to be on his show in the summertime after I got traded. Really? Um, there you know obviously been some things that he had said about me that made me make, go, I don't know if I want to do that. I'd rather you know
0: maybe have a side conversation first, iron some things out. Um, well, also, I don't think that conversation is a conversation that should be held in front of an audience in five-minute chunks like they do on television. Yeah. That's a conversation that you have to let air out. I want to know why you think the way you think. Him. You know, sit down with Jimmy. Why do you think the way you think? Why would you think that it's okay to say that it's a real simple thing? The people that have been vaccinated, you treat them. And the the people that took horse goo, you know, rest in peace, Wheezy. Really? Is that really how you feel? Like people that are sick from a disease that was created in a fucking lab that was funded by our own tax dollars? That's how you feel like those people should just die because they don't trust the government or they don't trust the pharmaceutical industrial complex that's been responsible for lying so many fucking times. They're literally criminal organizations yeah. that have the some of the biggest criminal fines in, in, in the in history, history of this country. Yeah. And that all of a sudden, they're the ones we're supposed to trust? The liberals were always the ones that were anti big pharma they were the always the ones that had no trust anti- in big, big government. banks yeah <laughs> anti big banks yeah. all that and then all of a Anti-war. sudden anti war yeah all of a sudden the ideology shifts because so many people are compromised by this very thing that we were talking about before. The very thing that they use to control the media in terms of the news, they use it to control the media in terms of late night talk shows and monologues as well. It's the same influence, because they're the same sponsors, the same people are spending the same money on the same networks, and it has an impact. If it affects your livelihood and affects your future and your ability to do this thing that you love doing, which is hosting a talk show, And you're doing it on a network that is paid for by that money. Guess what? That affects you. If you don't think it affects you, look what they did with the number one guy on TV news. Tucker Carlson. They fired him. He was the number one guy. And they're like, you're getting too crazy. See ya. You're asking too many questions. Too many questions. You're getting a little too nutty. All this talk about the CIA definitely killed Kennedy and... All the all the talk, all the things, he, and now you look at that guy. Now he's wild. Yeah. What they've done now is it's like, what a fucking mistake firing that guy. You should have kept him there and contained him, like the the letting that guy go loose and do his own show. Because it's not like unless you kill him, it's not like people are going to stop listening. They're no, going to be got, fascinated. And the impressions,
2: you know the
0: amount it's of way people bigger. watching his stuff it's crazy it's way bigger now his show is way bigger because the access because nobody yeah.
2: fucking like, most a lot of people are they don't even have cable package right, right. they have a couple of streaming services
0: now you got a fucking app you can watch yeah. his shit whenever you want anytime you want imagine that conversation that he had with that guy about ozempic imagine that being on fox news yeah you can't imagine it no chance impossible there was yeah. there's no fucking way
2: But it goes back to what he said in it, is that they pay to control the message. Exactly. They don't, you know, they get some other advantages about pushing their medicine, but, like, they don't need any other help. No. You know, they have doctors who can write prescriptions about it it forever. It keeps
0: them from mass media or corporate media Be careful,
2: because we're, I mean, if you look at the amount of percentage of the, um, you know, of uh, of their budgets that are paid for by pharma, it's pretty wild.
0: It's a lot of money. And
2: then you look at how much Bill Gates... Has put into all the me- different media yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: hundreds of millions of that's dollars. That's pretty wild, too. Yeah.
2: So why would they? So he knows. Hey. Yeah. Unless you want the the money train to turn off, you better for make sure like you that, say the right you're shit. You're
0: worth hundred billion dollars, who gives for, a shit? They to throw a few hundred million around and drop people in the don't talk shit about you. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a wild world we live in. The I, fact that all this is true, and that this is a, this is like inarguably true. All the things we're saying is inarguably true. And that you still get labeled a conspiracy theorist for discussing it. Like, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm a real conspiracy theorist. Some conspiracies are really fucking idiots, and a lot of them have been fucking proven true. <laughs> yes, I mean, all, all and the way why back the to fuck Wednesday? did that
2: term even come into existence to yeah. dissuade questioning the JFK? Yeah, by a Warren Commission, basically run. By Alan Dulles, who was fired by JFK.
0: Yeah, who they named the fucking airport after.
2: <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Fucking, it's pretty easy to connect a few of the dots wild. here. It's pretty wild.
0: It's wild stuff. I mean, if you if you look at the real dark history of this country, going back to MK Ultra and that ta- Chaos book by Tom O'Neill, if you just get into any of that, and then, then then delve into the Kennedy assassination, you would lose all faith. You lose all faith in the system. You you just could be fucking just petrified, frozen in fear. So so that's my question is what
2: – I mean, obviously this gives me a lot of hope, like what you do and the people you have on the podcast. And it's not just great conversations with the boner from Alaska or uh, what's her name uh, who does the trafficked show, which is fucking awesome. But you you, you give a platform I'm to right people who are – yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. But, But this gives me hope because more people listen to this than fucking watch any news – Stuff. So they're getting real information from interesting people who are experts in their field about stuff. But what hope can we have that shit's going to get better? Like, seriously? My
0: hope is literally that technology will make it impossible to lie. I really think that's the battle. The battle is between people that are trying to limit our access to the truth and technology, which essentially illuminates all ignorance as this technology progresses and is essentially right now at a a runaway train pace, kind of out of control. And it's been, there's this understanding that we have to continue in this path because if we don't, China gets there first, we're fucked. If Russia gets there first, we're fucked. And so we're guns blazing towards this thing that will dissolve all access to information. It will dissolve all ba- boundaries, rather, to access to information. They won't exist anymore. You'll, you'll have the ability to understand the inner workings of everything. And that transparency will make it increasingly difficult for them to fuck us. And they're going to have to adjust accordingly. And then also people are going to die. The old people, the old guard, they're going to die off. You know, when you see, uh, what's the fucking dude's name that looks like a turtle? Soros? No, the old dude. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. When he fucking, <laughs> when he locked up, those guys are going to die. Like, it's a human reality. You're a finite life form. You only have so much time. You can only rob the world of so much before eventually your heart stops ticking. And then the new people, as they come into place, these are people that are, they're, they're growing up with the Internet. It's a different understanding and reality of, of life itself.
2: But don't you think there has to be some sort of field of value that can orient people into like, hey, let's do things a little bit better because these things actually matter. There is right and wrong. There is morality. There is certain
0: like. Well, unfortunately, the problem with living in a secular society and living in, in, in a society that has a lot of people that are atheists that have no belief system at all is you find a belief system. And that's a lot of these people that call themselves atheists or they've subscribed to the religion of woke. You know, their, their God is equity and inclusiveness. Their, their God is this ideology that they think that you have to subscribe to. And that's why it's spooky. Because people, human beings seem to have a very strong desire for some sort of order and form and some sort of pattern that they can follow it seems to be the right way to go and they can be led they can be led by cults they can be led by groups of people they can be led by you know intolerant governments and and evil armies and corrupt politicians they can be led but i think as time rolls on people are going to understand the need to have some sort of divine structure to things some sort of belief in the sanctity of love and of truth And a lot of that comes from religion. A lot of people's moral compass and the guidelines that they've used to follow, to live a just and righteous life has come from religion. And unfortunately, a lot of very intelligent people, they dismiss all the positive aspects of religion because they think that the stories are mere... Superstitious fairy tales that you know they they have no place in this modern world, and you know we're inherently good, and your ethics are based on your old moral compass, and we all have one, and that's not necessarily true, because you see the way people behave in war, they don't have any moral compass, they're yeah. just fucking murderers and killers, and and they, we've asked people in service of our country to go to these places and behave like murderers and killers, and then reintegrate in society. Right back into society and be a good person again, and they don't know how to do it and they go crazy And there's a lot of them a lot of them who come back and they don't they're uh, Down is up and up is down. They don't know what the fuck and we don't up. help them out We don't help them out And the suicide rate suicide is the I think is it the number, number one, one killer of veterans? pretty sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's a fucked up world we live in we need to we need Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I like, think for real like if he came back now, it'd be great like Jesus if you're thinking about coming back Right now now's a good time yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, now's a good time. We're kind of fucked Well, there's a lot of people that think that that might be coming Well, it might be mark of the beast. That might be the aliens. I mean that might be that might be what all this stuff is it might be we reach a certain point where we're so Unmanageable and so chaotic that something comes down and gives us a guideline I mean, this is what Moses essentially experienced, supposedly, right? When he came back with his Ten Commandments, this is supposedly what you know. These people that have had these religious visions—what, what have what they? What are the? None of the religious visions, were like, oh, oh my God, we're fucked. Yeah. All the religious visions were, there's a way to do this. Yeah, there's a guide. There's a there's a way a way to follow, and there's a, a, a greater power that's uh, above everything that controls this whole thing and keeps it all together, and. There's laws to adhere that will make for a much better life for all humans and all all life on Earth.
2: Yeah, it's hope. Hope is yeah. a, hope is a memory of the future. You know, it's mm. it, this shit matters. Yeah, that you it know it does that, matter. Yeah, like everything we do matters. I think if you know, atheists I think can find their own religion. It might be religion of science or religion of climate change or yeah. whatever it might be. But but to not believe in a higher power means that really nothing I do matters ultimately. I live, I die. That's it. You know. Yeah. So whatever purpose you might have, it's short lived. It's just for this. There's there's nothing else going on. I have a hard time with that because I believe there's a seen world and an unseen world. And there's forces of good and forces of evil. And that there's a purpose for all this. And there's uh you know, there's a lot of reasons why we're doing this. There's a lot of opportunities to do this. I'd like to get it right this time around. Yeah.
0: You know? That'd but, be nice.
2: That'd be nice. <laughs> but if if there is the Christianity part and and Jesus wants to come back and save everything.
0: It'd be good right around now. Yeah. Like, don't wait till the election. Yeah. <laughs> don't wait until China invades Taiwan.
2: Don't wait until Klaus Schwab puts on his suit again.
0: Yeah, don't wait till he gets on the Darth Vader outfit. Why was he wearing that outfit? Is there uh, an explanation for why Klaus Schwab was uh, dressed up? I think
2: he was on Epstein's Island.
0: Was he? <laughs> No, he probably has his own island. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably under the ocean. Sorry,
2: I'm not accusing Mr. Anyone. Klaus Schwab of being on Epstein's island. Why did
0: you bring up Jimmy Kimmel when that whole thing was going on? Uh
2: I had said on the McAfee show before they had talked about, you know, forever, they talked about releasing the Epstein list right. or whatever. And I had said that on the show, and he had got on his show and called me a tinfoil hat-wearing, you know, doofus who is talking about, you know, the— I thought he had said that I'm an idiot for even thinking there's a list that's out there.
0: What was he saying you're a doofus for thinking?
2: That the list was going to get released, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it was. That doesn't make
0: any sense. Why would anybody defend the people that apparently were on that list? Because it is a real list and it is a real place. Yeah,
2: there was something, a conversation that Pat was having about about this list coming out and we were talking about as a distraction to something else. And I I was referring to the list being, that there being a list and it coming out. He might have said, might have been thinking that I was trying to connect a distraction that was going on with a list being released. So I just said, you know.
0: So when you were saying that he doesn't want that list to come out, you weren't saying that he was on that list. No. No. Okay. See, that was a lot of people if they saw it out of context.
2: They no, nobody watched the fucking clip. That's why. Right. They just saw a headline. They saw a very. S- oh, it's small the anti-vax thing. guy again. Let's fucking right. hammer him.
0: Right. But but if someone saw that out of context, you could see how. And I thought that you were saying. Oh cause yeah. I saw it out of context. I thought that you were saying that Jimmy Kimmel was on that list because a lot of celebrities were on that list.
2: Well, the list hasn't even been released yet.
0: But whatever list there was. There one was
2: test, one yes. text of like one victim's right. stuff. There's a hundred victims. Right. Nobody's gotten, Right. you know, talk about people going to jail. No one's gotten to jail, you know, who, Who? I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrest, charged and in jail for trafficking to nobody. Right. Which is right? wild. Yeah. Like, look, I, and I said this when I, t- when I was back on the show, like that's a big fucking accusation that I wouldn't make. And. I said, Jimmy, I'm glad you're on the list. And all I'm asking is, let's have the same energy for you talking about the vax and people, if you're not vaxed, just being left to die. Yeah. About these people on the list because it's fucked up. And what goes on at the top of this shit and why people were going to Epstein's Island and all the conspiracies about whether he was a Mossad member and Ghislaine and her father and all the weird connections. Yeah. I'm I'm for all corruption and all forms being taken down. I don't give a fuck if you're on the right side on the left side, whatever. Like expose it and especially if you're doing crazy shit like that to kids, like it fucking It
0: seems like it was an intelligence operation. It seems like oh, of course if you had was. to guess they were compromising powerful and influential people, and they could use that to control all sorts of narratives yeah. and to make all sorts of decisions. I mean, how many people like those those guys that were CEOs that had given him money, hundreds of millions of dollars? The fact that you would walk in the foyer of his house in New York City and Bill Clinton's wearing a fucking dress and a painting, you know, and Bill and Clinton Bush, was on the flight. And the Bush logs. painting, yeah, yeah. It's some weird shit. It's weird. It's very weird. It's all very creepy. And the fact that it was a real place. I told you, like, I was telling people that Alex Jones t- told me about that yeah. a long time ago. I thought he was out of his fucking mind. There's a place, they take him, they compromise him, they have sex with kids. and I'm like, what? Your fucking impression what? is so good. I've known that guy forever. <laughs> I know that guy before he talked like that. He did, his voice wasn't as scraggly. All the years of tequila and vodka. <laughs> but um, I thought it was nuts. And it turned out to be true. You know, it turned out to absolutely be true. And it's and still there's no effort whatsoever to try to get to the bottom of it. Find out who the people were and why they were there. And there's no like real hardcore congressional investigation of what was being done, how how were they being influenced, what was it about? Why do you think that is? Some fucking powerful people on that list, Jack. And also they don't wanna fuck with this mechanism that they have that has been proven to be effective. If there was an Epstein's Island, which there was, and if- There could he, be other ones. Deep, for sure. For sure. Why wouldn't there be?
2: He didn't kill himself either.
0: He definitely didn't. No. I don't think he did. It did you seems- ever see that,
2: that that congressional hearing?
0: What is this? Glenn Maxwell could make millions from Jeffrey Epstein's scandal. How's that? Writing
1: a book. Yeah. How is that lady alive? And she says, says any she can take all profits, including any documentaries, podcasts, and films that come from the book. Wow. She,
0: she only has a twenty-year sentence. Does she get out? Uh, how many years she's been in there? Good she's, behavior. Yeah, not in two years. Or if someone comes along and fucking pardons her, mm. she's appealed. She's maintained her innocence. Has appealed her conviction. And isn't she in like a real nice, cushy jail where you get to do yoga and stuff? And it's not that bad. Probably, <sighs> the whole thing's confusing. Did you ever
2: see the uh, the congressional um hearing or whatever it was when they had the head of the prison in there talking about what was going on to like how come nobody was guarding his cell how come how come the cameras, come the cameras, were, were, cameras off? were off?
0: yeah, how come he has a fractured neck that's indicative of ligature strangulation, yeah. You know, well,
2: the one famous... Dr.
0: Michael Baden, Yeah, did yeah. the autopsy. He said he's been murdered.
2: By the way, your dog's been farting like crazy. <laughs> Is he? <It> smells <laughs> oh, so Marshall, bad. Oh, Marshall, what are you here. doing, buddy? i farting. I was like, I don't want you to think you that was me. About? He's, uh, it smells
0: like... Uh, yeah, yeah, he farts, some sort of... He's a dog. Yeah, Asian dogs food fart. or something, that's good. No, he didn't yeah. eat any Asian food. He eats, um, he eats raw food. Boy, that changed. By the way, folks, um, feed your dog real food. So many people yeah. are feeding their dog kibble. That's stuff, the reason why I can sit on a shelf for so long is because it's not real food. Yeah. It's garbage. What do you it's, feed him? Because I'm about to get a dog. So I, wanted to... um, I, I feed him something called Maeve, M-A-E-V. It's uh, frozen raw food. So it's frozen meat, and it has, mm. um, it has uh, vegetables in it and, and, like, blueberries and stuff like that. And, uh, man, he gobbles it up, and it's changed his body. He lost a ton of weight. He was getting kind of thick unfortunately. And I'd exercise him a lot. But, you know, give him what he wants to eat and he eats a lot of it. And then you're like, is this stuff good for you? It's expensive. Is this the best dog food? It says dog food. It says the purest ingredients. But if it could just sit on a shelf, how you wouldn't eat that. Like if you had to eat pop tarts forever, your body's going to fall apart. Right. And a lot of dogs are getting cancer these days. So there's a company called uh, uh, Farmer's Dog, yep. and uh, Jamie feeds his dog that. It's all real food, too. There's quite a few companies that do that now, and um, what what it is is just real food, real meat and real v- vegetables and stuff. and. Man, it's changed his energy level. He was getting like gray hairs in his face; they went away. Hmm. It's like he went backwards in time. Like, have you, no have you got
2: him on the uh, red light bed yet? No, no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> he gets a lot of exercise though. He's got a nice big yard. We, we, i always throw the ball to him for quite a while before I take him here. So he, he's tire him out a little bit. Yeah, whenever you take him somewhere, you gotta like wear him out first. He's unfortunately he's not good on a leash. Marshall's quite a puller but i can see that yeah, he's just fucking he's got a lot of energy he's an enthusiastic dog but he's the best he's such a sweet dog i mean you see him like yeah. everybody he meets is his best friend yeah you know and everybody loves him so he's just used yeah, to yeah we bonded just loving pretty him. quick <laughs> he's like rub my belly yeah as soon as he <laughs> sees you, he drops down he's like i know you want to rub me yeah a big uh, smile okay, on his face all right. uh, he, he's,
2: he's rocking the ground with this tail. i'm sorry he's farting on you though that's yeah, all good i love dogs
0: well, listen, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you out there. I appreciate your your courage to talk about these things that are important for you. And uh, obviously, it doesn't hurt that you're fucking awesome at football.
2: Well, I'm gonna be <laughs> back this year. Hopefully, back to my old ways. Hopefully, get you you and Jamie out to yeah, a game. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll go for sure. Yeah. as soon as you're back, man. But 100%. I appreciate you having me on again. And my pleasure, just, brother.
2: I fucking love love the show. Love the episodes. Love what you're all about. And. Appreciate having you as an ally in this whole thing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right. Goodbye, everybody.